It's just unbelievable. We are all so excited and so thankful for everybody. And like I say, thank you for everybody that has participated in this because it couldn't have been done without everybody. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Thursday, March 17, 2011. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 287. This is no agenda. We're all going to die. Be very afraid. Coming to you from the Hilltop Watchtower, Crackpot Command Center, Gimbo Nation West, in the People's Republic of Southern California. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, without further ado, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. Hey, hey, in the morning to you, John. And in the morning to you and all ships at sea and all uh, REMs in the air. REM? <laughs> all the REMs in the air. We're all going to die. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well... Did you get your iodine pills? No, of course not. Stupid. There's going to be one part per hundred trillion. Yeah, right. Cesium coming into the area. It's uh, possible. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the big news, of course, I want to make sure we mention this, is that uh, Gilbert Gottfried got, <laughs> got fired, fired as the duck. As the <laughs> duck for Aflac. Yeah, he was also the Japanese Aflac duck, apparently. Yeah, well, apparently he, you know, he did, you, did you know what the joke was? No. He tweeted a joke. Yeah, no, I have his jokes, actually. I have it somewhere. Do you know the yeah, jokes? Well, the, the tweeted joke is the following. I just, the, for people, so, I, you know, we can, we can, it, can I, he was fired for being insensitive because he was a little too quick on the draw with doing humor, which all comics do, by the way. And, Gil, and Gilbert Godfrey, by the way, who I know quite well because he used to be at MTV all the time, he is crazy. He's crazy. He's 100% crazy. That's not a character. That's, not a, that's how he is. He's nuts. He's great. Yeah, of course he is because he's crazy. And remember, never argue with a crazy man. Yeah, he'd be hard to argue with. So he says he's talking to his, he's in Japan talking to a Japanese real estate agent. And he says, is there a school in this neighborhood? And the real estate agent says, just wait a minute. <laughs> that's so bad. <laughs> it's not that funny. Of course it's not funny. And it was Twittered. He's never funny. Oh, I, I think he's hilarious. That's the genius. Well, some people love him. That's true. Uh, it, it was like Twitter, just as a casual thing. It was, I, you know, it, 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 as, a, as a black humor, it was good because it was like initiating this, because we're going to get a lot of material eventually, yeah. even though, yeah. you know, there's so many people dead, unfortunately. Well, timing is everything. But, the, you know, he was a little quick on the draw, and then they fired him. I think they could have just ignored it. Well, Who else are you going to get to do the duck? You know what? Just like everybody, they're using that to get publicity. Like, hey, now people know about our commercial again. You duck, might yeah? be right. No, this is the th so I wrote an article, which I I'm, I'm, don't expect you to have read. Uh, and, of course, uh, this is not about the, uh, the earthquake. This is not about the tsunami. This is not about uh, any, uh, any nuclear threat. But uh, what is happening, of course, is a complete and total boom to the oil cabal. These guys are laughing it up. They are loving it. The coincidence, by the way, the coincidence. Coincidence? I think not. Right in the middle of this, Warren Buffett, who I do pay attention to, he goes out and buys uh, an oil additive company. Thinking, hey, now's the time to get into it. He spends $9 billion. And I went through, um, it's Lubrizol is the name of this company. Yeah. So I went through all of their documents. I really did some work on this. 
uh, all, you know, and the thing you want to do is when you go to a, a company's website like website like this, you go to investor relations and you look at the not the quarterly numbers, but you want to look at the analyst presentation that they give to bankers, because that shows what they're really thinking. Yeah, and then if you really want to get into, it, you do go to the ten Q to see what they have to say. Right. Yeah. Exactly. But I, I like the marketing part the best. And uh, oh my god! So these guys say, you know, we see our uh, our next five years coming from Asia and the Middle East. That's where it's going to be a huge boon. And uh, an additive, by the way, is actually it's kind of like hamburger helper, I guess, for uh, a lot of these uh, a lot of these diesel engines. Uh, at least the way they explain it in their documentation is it's not just to lubricate the engines, but in fact it replaces five to fifteen percent of. Uh, the raw material, and there is a an equal uptick in revenues for an additive company when oil spikes. So this is right all in the middle of uh, the third largest oil consuming country in the world, freaking out. Everyone is like, "Oh, we can't have nuclear. It's dangerous. Oh, Germany's good. We're stopping all our nuclear. Stop nuclear. We told you so. We're all gonna die." And the oil guys are laughing it up. The oil cabal is just having a field day. I'm sure there, there's a few high fives. A probably few? Get, a few? <laughs> <laughs> All right. They're like, yeah. Hey, man. Hey, yeah, man. Rock and roll. Dude, rock it. Actually, it's more like, <laughs> can't wait for that Glencore IPO. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> So, of course, uh, John and I are trained, uh, whenever something like this happens, uh, to be looking for uh, the distra- the, what is distracting us from. And I did find a number of very disturbing things. Because, of course... It wasn't the Gilbert Gottfried firing? No, no, I mean... <laughs> no, there's actual stuff going on that we're not paying attention to. That's what I meant. Yeah, well, the Gilbert Gottfried thing, we're paying attention to it. It's like that was uh, meant to be. Good point. Good point. Mm. Um... No, of course, uh, the minute this uh, tsunami struck, uh, the uh, uprising in the Middle East ceased. There was no war in Libya. Nothing was going on all over. Just completely no coverage whatsoever. And um, two days ago, I was watching C-SPAN. I watched a lot of it because the news networks are just unwatchable. And by the way, I still feel really bad for all these uh, human resources who... uh, Got wiped out. It's bad news. So that's a day wrecker for sure. But uh, McCain and Lieberman, uh, two opposite sides of the aisle, my friend across the aisle, from the other side of the aisle, they uh, got together and they did. Uh, they put a resolution forward, and I pulled a couple clips from this because it shows you how these how compromised actually. I didn't even pull any Lieberman clips because McCain was just too good. It was just, it was just too funny. Uh, allow me to play uh, a few choice bits of this resolution that uh, he and uh, Joe Lieberman have put together, which will enable us to go in and uh, occupy Libya and take its oil. And tell me if this isn't the playbook we've seen before. Mr. President, the... Uh wording of the resolution is sense of the Senate. It is uh, pretty simple and straightforward. Calls for a 
recognition of the provisional revolutionary government. Now, this is very interesting. So, ah. so already there's a provisional government. So there's a government. You know, we, we went from oh, really? a couple of guys looting in the streets and like pissed off to a provisional government, which it exists. Uh, Hillary Clinton is meeting with them. Uh, they're all academics who have uh, uh, consulted in uh, Boston and uh, other countries. <laughs> That's I, why they're meeting. They're meeting in Boston. <laughs> I don't know if they're meeting in Boston. Uh, <laughs> so there's a provisional government we must recognize. In Libya, and it calls for the, the uh, in placing as rapidly as possible a no-fly zone. Yeah, so, I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, but this, it gets so good. Over Libya. Over Libya. Uh, it has some other language associated with it. Which yeah, which, it, whenever someone says that, I'm like, where is it? Where's the resolution? Of course, it's not available online. It has some other language in there, but, but don't pay any attention to the other language. It's just, it's all straightforward. Which I would go into later on, but the fact is, that yeah. what it does is it urges the President of the United States to take long overdue action to prevent the massacres that are taking place in Libya as we speak. Ah. At this moment, opponent, <laughs> opponents of Colonel Gaddafi... He has a lot of real interesting Freudian slips. I didn't get all of them, but uh, uh, you'll, you'll hear a couple. ...and his supporters are fighting for their very survival. <gasps> the demands of the Libyan people began much like those of their neighbors in North Africa and the Middle East for the protection of their universal rights. Libya is in North Africa. <laughs> he doesn't know that. <laughs> this guy, he is so... I mean, he is... So a part of the military-industrial complex. He is so a part of the oil cabal, it gets disgusting as we continue. It's almost, this clip is almost done, but it's all, it's all just gems. And this was uh, an hour, and I just pulled like you know f- seven or eight minutes of it. Political freedom and representative government for justice and opportunity. But the response of Gaddafi and those still loyal to him stands in stark contrast to the inspiring events of what some are calling the Arab Spring. This is the big new meme. John, the Arab Spring. I've never heard that one. Oh, this is big. You can Google it. The Arab Spring. This is what we're calling it. If we take all these revolutions together, it's a... Uh, I wonder who wrote it. It's a blossoming. Oh, you should. You could probably find that. It's a blossoming of the Arab Spring. It's, it's an awakening. Give I'm us guessing, your oil. I'm, I, we got to find out who did that. It sounds like Hill and Knowlton. Well, as, um, as our friend Goolsby would say, the communications people. They, they made it up. The communications people said it's an Arab Spring. Gaddafi has unleashed a merciless campaign of violence against the Libyan people, including civilian non-combatants. Hey, hold on a second. Hey, what's this? I don't want, I'm not taking this guy's side. I don't like him. But what's he supposed to do? He's got like some sort of a two-bit revolution on his. What would we do? We had a two-bit revolution on our hands. Happening, you it's know, not two bit. They've got anti anti aircraft weapons, tanks, well, and helicopters. Up, 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 up. Yeah, a couple one tank they stole. It's okay. So, so anyway, so you got a little thing like this going on in Berkeley. What are you going to do about it? Let them take over the place, no. or are you going to go down and shoot them? Kick their ass, exactly. Well, Gaddafi's son talks about that later. But let's let's get back to McCain because it gets hilarious. Using every- the guy is so out of touch with reality. Every tool at his disposal. Every tool, a tool. So from artillery barrages. Airstrike. Airstrikes? We've seen on the news, what, one bomb that we didn't see that missed? What, airstrike? Have you seen an airstrike, John? It's funny, they have all those phones with the cameras on them. We haven't seen one. Not a single airstrike. To the employment 
of foreign mercenaries. Uh-huh. As President Bill Clinton correctly stated last Uh-oh. week. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> the message telegraphed. Clinton's on board. Send us your cash. What did Clinton say? I quote, it's not a fair fight. It's not a fair fight. And now the hour is growing dark. <sighs> oh. Over the past week, the momentum... I can't hear any more of this crap. No, no, you have to. Shut up. This is good. It's increasingly shifted Terrible. away from the opposition and toward Gaddafi, showing once again what a lot of us understand about warfare, that a smaller, well-trained, well-equipped force can usually prevail over a larger, less-trained, and less-equipped force. Right. All right. So what we need does that to, mean? Uh, he's, he's just talking out of his butthole. Now, and now we have to talk about what is a no-fly zone. 30 seconds of definition, what that's going to mean. John McCain. The United States of America must lead. We must lead into the oil fields. A no-fly zone was never going to be the decisive action that tipped the balance against Gaddafi, even when Senator Lieberman and I called for it nearly three weeks ago. <sighs> but it remains the case that a no-fly zone would take one of Gaddafi's most lethal tools off the table and thereby boost the confidence of Libya's opposition. It is Libyans themselves oh. who want to do the fight. <laughs> turn this thing off. Right, he now, sucks. Now, now, listen, here's where it gets interesting, because what happened... It doesn't get interesting it ever. It does. What, it does. You have, people have to hear this. Now, let's talk about uh, the nuclear fallout. Justin Bieber. Go on, play play some more. I want to see how interesting it gets. So, um, Clapper, our director of national intelligence, made a big boo-boo earlier, or uh, late last week. And he said, hey, Gaddafi's going to prevail. No, he made that big boo-boo. Listen to how John McCain pulls it around into a positive. That we are already yeah. taking. There are many actions that we could consider. From sharing intelligence on Gaddafi's forces with opposition to providing them with support for command and control, to technical assistance and even forms of security assistance if they request it. We could jam Gaddafi's communications oh. and his television. I'm sorry, wrong clip. We can jam his television. <laughs> we can jam his television, John. Somehow, uh, I think the Clapper clip got messed up. Crap. I had it so well. Prepared. Well, just explain it. You don't have to play it. I mean, listen to this guy's really annoying. These people you know, are I'm crying really... out for help. They are fighting for freedom. Freedom. They are fighting an unequal, unequal situation. Uh, unequal. You hear, I heard you hear that. the yeah, Freudian? Unequal. Yeah, unequal. Uh, uh, unequal. On the battlefield. The least we can do, the very least we can do, is recognize them in their struggle for freedom and give them some assistance. Otherwise, as the president's national security advisor stated on Friday, Gaddafi will prevail. <laughs> he's ter- totally turning oh, that around. Was good. He's, he's totally turning it around. Isn't that yeah. awesome how he did that? He's like, okay, how do I turn this into a positive? All right, last clip. That was pretty cute. So then he has to wrap it up, right? And now, now I'm watching this thing for almost an hour. I'm like, ah, oh, we get it. You want to go in and kill? Listen, <laughs> listen. Listen to, uh, to the exaggeration and the balls this guy has, what he compares the Libyan situation to. Is the likelihood, the likelihood that things are happening in Libya today as we speak that will remind us that several times in the last century, and even in this, we said never again. 
Never again. We said never again after Srebrenica. We said never again after Rwanda. We said never again after the Holocaust. I mean, this guy is comparing this to the Holocaust? Wow. Is, is that out of control? Is that balls? Is that total balls to do that? Does he mention Pol Pot? Well, maybe. And several other occasions. Yeah, several other occasions. When nations stood by while slaughter was taking place. Slaughter! Is there anyone who believes that Gaddafi has not practiced in the past and is practicing now and will in the future unspeakable cruelties inflicted upon his people who dare to stand up to him? I don't know. Did Tony Blair ask him that when he visited him in his tent? I don't know. I don't remember. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, is, are, are, are you doubting this? Are you denying and denouncing this, John? I'm denouncing McCain. <laughs> I voted for the guy. Oh, my God. What, in, in the presidential election? Yeah. Oh, my God. So I'd say to my friend, here we are. We know what's happened in Tripoli. We know what's happening with air attacks that are taking place Terror. on defenseless. You don't know what's happening at he all. He does. He does. He has all the intelligence. Sure he does. Individuals. And we watch these brave young people go out there with their Kalishnikovs and others. <laughs> these brave young people with their Kalishnikovs. Hey, mom, man, they're armed. They're set up. They are clearly being sponsored by someone from the outside. These are not the same people that were in Takir Square. This is a whole different ball game. Oh, these poor people. And oh, listen to that. They're murdering a 78-year-old. Fighting against tanks and air power. Oh, air power. And as former President Clinton said so oh, eloquently, it's, it's not, not a fair, a fair fight. fight. It's not, not a fair, fair fight. fight. So I guess that there will be other consultations with our allies that we will. I'm glad to see that the Secretary of State is meeting with the leadership of the provisional government. The leadership of the... They just made this up, John. This is an amazing Yeah, I think we get the point. All right, so Gaddafi's son is interviewed by Euronews. Uh, You've seen Euronews, right? It's good. I like Euronews. I have mixed feelings about it. I haven't made a final judgment. Well, of course, it's all propaganda. And uh, so what everyone is saying is, well, you know, the Arab League, the Arab League, they totally, you know, they want a no-fly zone. The Arab League is against you, and you guys are crazy, and this is no good. And what do you say about the Arab League? And, of course, this is what all our politicians here are saying as well. And Gaddafi's son basically says, well, Arab League's a punk. Yeah. It's ridiculous. These regimes are not democratic and do not hold elections. Their presidents are not elected and do not abide by constitutions or laws. All these regimes are illegitimate. Now listen to the little ditty, he, the bombshell he drops on us. Our real problem is with Amri Musa, the secretary of the Arab League. This man receives money from Qatar and is preparing for a presidential campaign run in Egypt. Hello. <laughs> Can you say set up? What? Yeah, the guy's running for a presidential run in Egypt, one of these dudes from the, the Arab League. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder, did you, did you do any dig, uh, deeper digging on that? No, I couldn't even. It sounded like Harry Musla. I, I don't know. It's like Harry Musla. This is the problem with... Uh, 
You've never heard well, of this no, guy I, before. There's actually, I had a, a lunch with some guy, some uh, uh, expert in translations, and he said almost every Arab name can be spelled about 35 different yeah. ways. Yeah, exactly. And he says it's a real problem for American intelligence because they, you know, some guy will be the known, you know, terrorist, <laughs> yeah. the world's worst guy, and, they, and he spells but, his name 50 different ways, but it's the exact same right, name. Right. And unless you see it in Arabic, which nobody will see, you don't know who it is. So for you lovers of the Al Jazeera's, uh, Gaddafi's son uh, says, you know what? Arab League's a punk and Al Jazeera's a punk too. It's not a question of contamination. It's a sort of fashion. It's very similar to what happened during the youth revolution in Europe during the 1960s. Also, we mustn't forget that there are Arab TV stations conducting a media war against us. So we've had Hillary Clinton say it. Now the son, Gaddafi's son is saying it. He's saying, Al Jazeera, they're just lying. Of course they are, because they're paid for by British intelligence. Full of lies and rumors. These things are now clear to our people. For example, one of these TV stations said the Libyan army was attacking the port of Mesta. But Mesta is... Uh-oh. Did we just lose... Uh, yeah, I guess we did. Who knows? We just lost uh, the entire system. Okay, I'm going to pause this. And we're back here on WLTW Light FM. <laughs> ah. Come on, John. Answer the phone. <clears throat> what? Yeah. So the internet dropped out. I told you. Told you it was blipping. You just hung it up for on purpose because you knew that. No, Al, Al Jazeera is like, hey, stop this guy. This guy's on to us. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Did, did, jiggle the keys against the thing. <laughs> jiggle the keys. <laughs> All right, so we'll get off Al Jazeera. This is the funniest. This is the news that, uh, that everyone's talking about, uh, at least in the United States of Europe. Uh, here's what Gaddafi, because, of course, uh, Britain, uh, Gitmo Nation East, and Gitmo Nation Stinky Cheese are saying, yeah, no fly zone. We need to get us a no-fly zone going on there because we got like some oil happening that we want some oil yeah, in. Yeah, make sure the U.S. enforces it. Well, of course, that's what we do. So you don't have to. And so, what does he have to say about El Presidente de Gitmo Nation Stinky Cheese? Firstly, Sarkozy must repay Libya the money he took for his election campaign. Hello, <laughs> hello. <laughs> Had you heard about this one, John? Oh, really? <laughs> hello. <laughs> Did you take money for your election campaign, Mr. Sarkozy, from Libya? We financed his election campaign, and we have all the details, and we're ready to publish them. Punked. <laughs> shut up, bitch. Shut up. <laughs> Come on, bitch. Shut up. I'll show you who's boss. The first thing well, we you know, ask These is guys are all in bed with this. this of course group. they are. It's they awesome. Were, you know, this is like hope upon hope that these bonehead revolutionaries, you know, could do something and, or that Gaddafi would leave. And then when apparently, you know, there was a moment, we have to remember this, we've talked about it on the show, and I think it's well documented. Gaddafi was about to say, look, I'll leave if you guys just don't, you know, let, let me go with my money. Right, and then they seized and they, and they said, took the money. They said no. They <laughs> stole his money. Yeah, left him there, and he says, "Okay, well then, screw you." And he now he's he's fighting back, and 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 not and and with quite a bit of might, I might add. Like, yeah, apparently, we're going to show like, I want to show the doc. He's a punk. Really, I mean, this is Gaddafi saying oh, it's his son, but you know, he's our bitch. 
That's what he's saying. Clown Sarkozy is to repay this money to the Libyan people. We helped him become president so that he would help the Libyan people, but he's disappointed us. I'm very sorry. <laughs> kind of. And that's that's actually nicely put. You know, hey, that's very disappointing what you did there, uh, Sarkozy. That's not very nice. Wow. Like we, we paid for your election. They got to roll that stuff out a little faster because he's, this guy's going to get killed. Who? By the, I mean, the French have a secret police, too, I mean, or an intelligence agency. Yeah, don't, but don't they have the, the foreign legion there in, in Africa? No, that's, in, that's in Algeria. It's a <laughs> oh. ways away. Oh. Oh. And I think it's not part of France at all anymore. I mean, the, the, the foreign legion is not in existence. But uh, the fact is, is that this guy, uh, he better get that, those documents rolled out because he's going to find himself in the you know, bottom of a, of a dumpster. Well, the, uh, of course, uh, there is retaliation from, uh, uh, from the French. And they're saying, oh, yeah? <laughs> he said, you know, uh, seriously, Mr. Jouant, I think you, Jouant, G-U-E-A-N-T, Jouant, the president's chief advisor of four years, told uh, French radio station Europe One, if the Libyans had so such incriminating material about Mr. Sarkozy's campaign funding, instead of saying it all the time, they should just go ahead and do it. So that's a call. That's a big-ass call right there. Yeah. So uh, I'm waiting to see what happens. Yeah, I'm, wouldn't it be funny? And uh, who, who is the true WikiLeaks? Gaddafi, apparently. Mm. And by, and by the way, I actually, I have to say, I'm on the side of uh, of Gaddafi. I mean, what he's saying is not crazy. Like, hey, we've got uh, Al Qaeda, which of course, with that they mean CIA, funded uh, rebels. You know, they've they've got uh, actual, they've got some stuff going on. They're, uh, they're acting crazy. You're, like you said, Jonathan, we've got to shut them down. You know, and there's a couple thousand people who are running around, uh, but it's uh, where are all the dead people? I haven't seen the Holocaust that John McCain talks of. I, I mean, one person dead is too many, but come on, let's be, let's be kind of honest here. Yeah, let's have some perspective. And then, I, of course, I don't have, uh, um, I don't have an audio clip of this, nor do I know if even the translation from well, Europe the question is, is real. The question on my mind is... Mm-hmm. What are we, the U.S., yeah. going to do about the fact that this isn't working out as 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 scripted? Well, no, I think it is working out. What are you talking about? I don't think it is. I don't think that, that this blip. Uh, I think some somebody screwed up something. I think that they're. No. I think I think uh, Clapper was right in the first place, which is that this guy has uh, uh. got his back up against the wall. He's going to put down this this revolution. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to start complaining about the fact that people stole his money. No, I think I think Gaddafi is not long for this uh, universe. Um, I think I heard that weeks ago. No, well, who knows? Hey, he's got a couple days left. But Gaddafi is not. He now he he has nothing left to hide. He's. Uh, I think this is from Russia today. He's literally just coming out and saying it now. Is this the kid or the no? This old is man. I'm glad old that man. the viewers of RT, broadcasting in three languages, Arabic, English, and Spanish, have an opportunity to hear your voice. We would like you to describe what has been going on in Libya. There have been many and strange ideas. Uh, this is too long. I didn't actually clip this. Anyway, what he, the, the, what Gaddafi says in this clip, you can find it in the show notes, noagendashow.com. The West is to be forgotten. We will not give them our oil. He's just not coming out and saying it. It's like, you know, f- screw <laughs> you guys. This, listen, we do not believe in the West any longer. 
That is why we invite Russian, Chinese, and Indian companies to invest in Libya's oil and construction spheres. Well, see, this was what I said that when this thing began. Exactly. Was, this was always about China getting involved. He had already made this decision long before this little revolution took place. This is why it's happening. Because he and this like, is why, exactly. he, at least the way I believe it's happening, mm-hmm. is because the Chinese are in bed with him. And, they're, and he's actually, he, he long since has told the West to screw itself. And so he doesn't, or, or actually, I think the Chinese have cajoled him. You know, they're the, um, what was that, rainy day uh, friends or everyday friends? All-weather all friends. All-weather friends from China have come over and did a, they just be, basically did a better deal, which we didn't, which we must have thought was underhanded or we just didn't like it. And uh, now what are we going to do? So I have here the page. Of that really, by the way, that also says that really nothing's changed. I mean, there's no negative impact uh, with this thing failing because it's already been a negative situation with the Chinese coming in. And if nothing else, we got to at least, you know, throw a few bombs at the refinery that's there. Right. Which, of course, they're saying, uh, oh, he's blowing it up himself. Crazy man. Yeah, right. There was a, that makes sense. There was a there was a funny ass clip from McCain where uh, he's talking about the uh, the interim uh, national council. And I'll just fast it's like I'll fast forward to this one bit where he says something really hilarious. Officials who recently broke with his regime. They even have a website. Yay, they got a website. Ooh, a website. <laughs> they have a what website. Is that? It's ntclibia.org. And uh, this is the Libyan Republic Interim Transnational No, Transitional National Council. And um Secretary of State Hillary Clinton is meeting or has met with Mr. Mahmoud Jibril. Because there's only three dudes who are uh, uh, council members that uh, have bios. The rest, and of course. By the way, I didn't come up. I, I came up wrong. I came up with www. It, it reverted to www.libya.org, uh-huh. and the first thing it says: sponsored listings, masturbation cream <laughs> with lowest prices guaranteed. Hey now, <laughs> and then number two is brightling, <laughs> brightling oil and gas, and Fulani travel. So I guess this isn't the right site. No. And why are these guys on Facebook? I mean, that's and, and that's a disappointment. It, why is it a .org? I mean, that's what you, you, you <laughs> Why is it a dot .ly? I mean, come on, people. Get with it. So actually, do a who is on that, John. What are we thinking? How stupid are we? Now, what are we, what are we looking for again? Oh, I'll do the who is. It's uh, who is org. Let's see. It's probably registered to GoDaddy. Uh, let's. Wouldn't that be hilarious? Well, the, you know, you can't you can't do the subdomain with a who is. You can only do the domain. Oh, check this out. At and this Libya dot org. It's ntclibya.org. dot org. Protect NTC Libya. One word. NT, ah. November Tango Charlie Libya. Oh, okay. So check this out. Uh, uh, name identity protection service Guilford Surrey, the United Kingdom. Which, of course, is where I used to live, which is stockbroker heaven. Yeah, and probably a couple of uh, domain places that link yeah, the, to the MI6. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, great. So, anyway, Mr. Mahmoud Jibril. So, wait a minute. Wait, let me get this straight. So, <laughs> we're talking website. about a do- Let me get something straight here. So, we're talking about a domain name that yeah. has to do with this, this group, and they have to go through an anonymizer because they're afraid of what? I don't, I don't know. Through e- in England? They're fr- they have a website. <laughs> that's all. That's all John McCain knows. Website. They have a website. As you are told. 
So born in Libya in 1952, Mr. Mahmoud Jibril obtained a BSc in Economics and Political Science from Cairo University in 75. He holds a master's degree in Political Science from the University of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in 1980. Woo, 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 spook, spook, spook. He also obtained a doctorate in strategic planning and decision-making from the same university in 84, where he worked as a professor in the same show. This sounds like a revolutionary to me. Sounds like a rebel. Oh, yeah. He's, he's right in the trenches. With the Galashnikov. <laughs> Please. How insulting is this? A revolutionary desk jockey analyst. Uh, educated in Pittsburgh. Dude, this, Pittsburgh. Ugh. <sighs> So, I, you know, the whole thing is it stinks and it's the same playbook. It's like and McCain is playing it up and Lieberman. Those, these guys are so compromised. It makes me sick to my stomach. They're saying, oh, you know, the Holocaust, never again. You know, it's evil. <laughs> never again. You know, thank God that they're not actually pulling false flags on, um, on these people and actually killing them. Because, you know, people like McCain are capable of that. They're actually capable. They will go that far. They are so compromised by the military-industrial-academic complex and the oil cabal, it makes me sick to my stomach. Just... Well, while on the topic... Yes, let's do a little interlude. (laughs) Let's go to our uh, contributors who are are few and far between this show. Yeah, apparently uh, we sucked last week. And uh, although I got an email, somebody says, you didn't suck, really. Yeah, really. Well, uh, where's how could people is like, yeah, third show a week would be great, man. No, well, not at these giving levels. Uh, so let's go and at least thank our three executive yes. producers. Let's do that. Uh, well, and now, I, now I'm getting, you know, if you're going to, I don't know what to say about this, but people are like, now they're combining things and coming up with different kinds of numbers. But we'll let it slide for now until we figure out what to do uh, to to. Make it easier. Anyway, Patrick Brennan of, of Munich. Um, Deutschland. Get more nation Deutschland. Deutschland. First time donator. <laughs> New listener. I like that donator. Member of the 287 Club, born on August 7th. Well, how is he a member of the 287 Club? He's, he's taken 287 and he's adding oh. $33 to that plus... three hundred. No, he's, wait, he's a member of the 287 Club, $300 for the 300 show, 33 for the man. He's not a member of the 287 Club. I don't no, see. I don't I, see I don't, it. I'm sorry. I mean, we appreciate the giving level, but you don't qualify for the 287. But you do qualify for being in this. We'll give you the 300 Club thing. 300 Club and executive producer. Yeah, and executive producer. Uh, he's apparently uh, in East Africa, and he's uh, got photos of the Ugandan Kenyan pipeline and played Sean Penn's younger brother at in Fast Times. Really? <laughs> hey, please upload the jingles and I just hey. If you got a, you know, so I went to, uh, I, I, I got the new Android X phone. Did you get yours yet? Yes, I did. Thank you. That was very kind of you to arrange that. It's not an X phone. It's the, it's the, the S, the ne- Nexus S. Yeah. XS. It's a nice phone. I like it. Uh, so, so anyway, so I went immediately to the uh, download uh, site to get it some on eBay. apps. I'm going to sell it on Did you get the big app show? I didn't get the big app show, yeah. not to mention, but I did get the no agenda you type in no agenda into the search box, and there's three no agenda apps. And one of them, I can't remember which of the three, the one I was listening to the stream on, uh, it uh, has all the jingles. Yeah, I know. And if you push on the thing and leave your finger depressed, it will turn that jingle into your ringtone. Yeah, hey, <laughs> now that's groovy. That's very, very nice little piece of code. And so I did that, and now my ring code is in the morning. Oh, that's nice. 
So the phone rings in the morning, in the morning. That's so nice. uh, That's nice. anyway, it's a very, so people should go get those. If I'm a little angry. I, my app is literally called The Big App Show. If you type in The Big App Show, there's 324 results and mine is somewhere near the bottom. Oh, that's not good. No, that's ridiculous. If you type in Adam Curry, it comes up at the top. But that's stupid. And this is from a search company. Anyway, I digress. Anyway, so Patrick, uh, thanks uh, Thank for you. the uh, three hundred thirty-three dollars and twenty cents. And and we will, if you have any, if you see stuff going on uh, on the East African front, yeah, let us I'm, know. In other words, Chinese, yes, exactly, incursion into American hegemony. I want to know about it so we can use the material as an exclusive on the show as we develop some of our. Th- theses yeah uh also uh, adam colby sir adam colby i'm sorry from uh, where he's going to be i guess menasha wisconsin uh want to send his donation to thank adam and john for their efforts producing the show i've been listening for over a year now and find the show entertaining and informative i also think the donation pushed me to a black night i don't think it's black is it black night i'm not sure he's a night. Uh, anyway we'll be nighting 33 dollars and 33 cents so he's also a member of the at least the 300 club and an executive producer yeah, okay. And so uh, we'll give them both. And Chris McGraw, Alexandria, Virginia, member of the 300 Club with $300. John and Adam haven't sent any cash in a while, but you motivated me to shoot you some money. The IRS gave back to me. Oh, nice. My the very nice use of IRS returns. My yeah. 300 bucks, yes, jumped the gun at the promo is a value for value donation for the best 30 minutes you of your show ever. 30 minutes? Yeah, because he figured 10 minutes a minute for the Bieber-Lee lesbian clip. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. You're so right. <laughs> Adam's chicks on TV laugh. And Mickey's, <laughs> and Mickey's superior rendition of the yeah, laugh. No, you can't beat the mixer when it comes to and that. And the wanton <clears throat> violence scoop discourse is well worth it. The crap uh, sitcoms on TV. Even Charlie Sheen canceled ones could only dream of such humor. Great stuff. Keep it up. <laughs> Finally, can you uh, throw me some karma? I'm currently dating way out of my league. So I'm hoping the karma will keep the reality of the situation at bay. Oh, we need to help a brother out with that. You've got karma. So he's associate or is he also executive? No, he's executive. All the 300 club members are also executive producers. Oh, nice. That's the way to roll. That's the way to roll. So that'll be that. Very nice. And that'll be, that's it for it. We have no associate executive producers this week, but uh, we want to thank our three executive producers for helping us out. And I'd say that we actually don't have a 287 Club member. I, I'm going to just call it that and say the door is closed. It's an empty room, completely empty. 288 Club uh, is now open. If you donate that uh, amount uh, for the show, then you become uh, a special, uh, you get a special credit at the beginning of the show. A um, couple of PR mentions. Um, URLs forwarding to noagendashow.com, spacebat.com, which uh, I think is a reference to the bat that landed on the shuttle before takeoff, (laughs) which is kind of cool, spacebat.com, forwarding to Uh, noagendashow.com. Here's here's my favorite, beaver beaver versus beaver.com. This is the angry lesbians, uh, angry uh, with Justin Bieber. And it's uh, also the shorter version, beaversvsbieber.com. Uh, quick reminder, last chance to dance on the No Agenda green dice. Uh, March 18th, is uh, they'll all be gone, uh, noagendadice.com. Another great forward, wantonviolence.com, or as I would say, wantonviolence, which is a nice forward. 
And then just a, a quick note uh, from one of our producers. Hey, I uh, just wanted to let you know, my sister told me she spelled biodiversity as biodiversite on her college science final. She says it was worth losing three points. <laughs> I think that's an excellent initiative. Yeah, she also had the right accent to goo, I believe. She did, she did, she did that. She was, <laughs> accent to goo, biodiversite. <laughs> That's on a, on a college final. That's frightening in itself. Yeah, yeah. it is, as you, if you think about I it. I wonder terrible. what the question was. So we thank our executive producers for this episode of No Agenda. We hope we do a better job for you today so we uh, get some more giving levels going. Patrick Brennan, Sir Adam, was well, not Sir yet, so we'll say Adam Colby and Chris McGraw. Everyone else out there, there's one thing you can always do to help, which is go out and propagate that formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Say it loud and proud with me now. Shut up, slave! Do as you are told. That's my new jingle. Dvorak.org slash N-A. No, actually it's... Uh, Dvorak.org slash N-A. Do as you are told. Yeah, I like to do as you are told. You must have put the crazy old lady in there thing, with the... Uh... You know, I don't think... Uh, I don't think I have that. I didn't put that in the jingle queue yet. I'm sorry. That's not, oh, okay. that's not smart of me. I promise I'd do that. So well, uh, let's. I want to get to a topic and get it over with before we go on to some other more generalized uh, discussion. So they let Raymond Davis go. You know this, right? Yes, and uh, I can. I think I can call uh, BS on uh, what's being reported. So okay, from what I understand, so let's back it up. Okay, Raymond Davis was the CIA guy that was well, busted. First, first, he was a diplomat, and then it yeah, turns out well, he was he's CIA a diplomat. He's the quote unquote diplomat that was busted in Pakistan for killing two ISI agents. Oh, I'm sorry, just civilians. And then a third guy was killed, who seems to be left out of the discussion uh, as a as a as a as a uh, big black uh, Humvee or some car was yeah, coming well, to rescue we, we Davis. Already, the- we already discussed that he was uh, taking a, a nuke, a suitcase nuke, uh, to Al-Qaeda there in Pakistan, and uh, the ISI busted him for it, and he shot his way out. Right. And I truly believe that's that was your assessment. I think it's true. I think that's exactly what was going on, because it was so big, we had to get Kerry involved. Everyone had, you know, the big guns had to come in on this. This, is, this was a big deal, something huge happening. Yeah. Okay. So so you're you're going to deconstruct you you said you have you think everyone's full of Well, okay. So uh, the, what the news reporting what's being said is that uh, blood money was paid. And by the way, uh the 2.4 re- million. Well, uh, interesting if you look at the actual magic numbers <laughs> um it is actually 33 333.33 was it Rand? What do they call it over there? I don't know what Pakistan. RS. It's called RS. Rupees. So it, it, maybe it's rupees. Rupees. It's, it was like thirty-three million three hundred and thirty-three three hundred thirty-three uh, of those things. So it's like magic numbers all over the place. Which uh, and some say it was less. Some say it was more. And uh, uh, some guy from all. Of course, this, there's no audio of it. Uh, this Steve Inskeep of our National Treasure uh, gets to talk to uh, Hillary Clinton and says, "Hey." Did uh, did did we pay? Did we pay for that? Did we did we just like pay it off? Because there's a, a provision apparently in uh, Pakistani law where you can just say, "All right, you know, I want you to give you this money, 
And if you take that compensation, money, you yeah, can pay compensation yeah. and get out of the deal. So it's a question and answer at, and actually they publish it at state.gov. Uh, According to Wire Reports out of Pakistan, the law minister of Punjab province, which is where this took place, says the blood money was paid. Is he mistaken? Clinton says, well, you'll have to ask him what he means by that. Question. Add a lawyer and a lawyer involved in the case that it was $2.34 million. There is no money that came from anywhere. Secretary Clinton. The United States did not pay any compensation. Question. Did someone else, to your knowledge? Secretary Clinton. You'll have to ask whoever you are interested in asking about that. Question. You're not going to talk about it? Clinton, I have nothing to answer to that. So I think this is uh, a big smokescreen, and they're very happy that everyone's running around, oh, we paid money, who paid the money, who paid the money. In the meantime, the actual family is has been, like, threatened. Oh, they disappeared. Well, one of, this, one of these guys who was shot dead committed, his wife committed suicide. Did you know that? No. Yeah, she committed suicide about uh, two and a half weeks ago. And uh, they're being beat up. Uh, the police have arrested one of these guys' uncles, his mother, his sister, other relatives. This is a deal. That was a total deal between the U.S. and Pakistan. And it was not about so. money. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll listen to what you're thinking. Blackwater. When you look at this guy's background, he never really did work for the CIA. He was a CIA contractor. They make that term clear. Where was he contracting from? Now, they actually came up with like some phony baloney uh, invoice that he sent <laughs> to the CIA headquarters. Yeah, like two of the it may have been real because he was contracted from someone. And if you dig enough, you find out that he w- he's an employee of Blackwater. Really? Now, Blackwater- and if you re- and if you run into wow. the fact that uh, that when they uh, there's one of the news items that keeps cropping up as well there's there's somewhere along the line the U.S. is is going to pay and that's why they don't want to say anything because they're going to pay a bill that's going to be presented to them as part of their consulting fee oh, it's going to be a Blackwater right. bill total proxy love it these guys are so smart now. The interesting thing is there's a piece of one little weird piece of news that's floating around the uh, inner tubes. <laughs> and it's it's there's a there's a website that that I've only seen a couple of times. And it's some it's a rumor site that discusses rumors. And then they, everyone gives it. Then they star. Then all these experts rate it as a, as a possibility or not. Mm-hmm. And uh, and this one, I'm still following up on the details because I, I can't. And there's only got three stars out of five as a rumor. But apparently this Blackwater guy uh, who, you know, told the – I guess they were they really wanted to find out about this one event that took place back in July because they suspected Blackwater was involved in a hijacking of a blue jet. What's a blue jet? Blue jet is a commercial airline in the Middle East that floats around. It's, like, it's oh. not jet blue, but it's called blue jet. Right. Crashed into the mountains, and the Airbus people were completely adamant about because it, it was blamed on it was superficially blamed on either pilot, pilot error, error, weather, and there was a, no no weather in this. It was either pilot error, or the equipment was no good, and somebody. One of the rumors was that the pilot had been praying for twenty four hours. This is not what Muslims do, by the way. Praying for twenty four solid hours, and he was groggy when he was flying, <laughs> and that's why the thing crashed. It killed one hundred fifty seven people. Yeah. This guy, the Blackwater guy, testified that it was a Blackwater operation. They hijacked the plane, and it was either a remote control deal, or they were trying to do something to slam the plane into a, uh, a a nuclear power plant that was considered the place where they make all the the fuel for bombs. 
Oh. And wow. This, and then once they got that information from hey, this hey, guy. Hey, John, who's the crackpot now? I'm just saying, no, I'm not saying that I believe any of this. I'm just telling you what the, what the outline is. Oh. And so anyway, so they're going to do that. And, and once they got this information, that's when they really cut the guy loose. I mean, yeah, they took the money, but they, they could, didn't have to. And the money, of course, is part of the Sharia thing where you can, you can pay compensation. Yeah, the, the blood money. So right. anyway, so the guy's out. They hauled him out of the country as fast as they could. He'll probably just working out of Iraq now. Who knows? But I'm very concerned about this Blackwater operation being involved. Well, it's, in first of all, it's Z now. It's XE, Z. It's no, and we, we know that they've been in there for a long time, by the thousands. Yeah. And, and I'm sure there's no coincidence that uh, a Predator drone killed 38 people in, uh, in Pakistan yesterday. Yeah, they're all supposedly Taliban. Of course they are. Of course, they're just Taliban. Except for the wedding group. That's yeah, except for the other people in the house, in the neighborhood, that the drone gets shot on. Uh, but as uh, President Obama said uh, to uh, the Jonas Brothers, two words, Predator drone. You'll never know. You'll never hear it coming. You know, it's like the, the stuff we accuse Gaddafi of, we're pretty good at. We're pretty the good best. at We're pretty good at killing people, our own people, Americans, legally now. Well, there's still, you know, there's still that. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Minor, that minor detail. Seems to be a problem. <laughs> wow. Anyway, so that's kind of where that stands. I think it's going to end up blowing over, but there'll be some investigative work done. The Pakistanis actually have some pretty good journalists over there, and uh, there'll be some uh, more information that'll come forward, which we'll never hear of. No. Of course, because that guy, once that guy's out of the country, it's like, whoosh, he'll be gone. Well, that was a close one. Yeah, no, we, we will not hear from Mr. Raymond Davis again, but I, I, I do like the Blackwater theory. That, to me, sounds, I don't know about the the plane and the... And the nuclear plant, which was not intended to uh, spread nuclear uh, devastation, but more to take out the the, the weapon making capability, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Wow. Wow. Hey, there I, you go. So that's a good site. Which uh, which you need to give me the the URL of that. I definitely want to check that out. I've also found a cool site. And now back to real news. This is uh, the site we need to keep our eye on. Luckily, they have an RSS feed. So I'm subscribing to it. It's called looktothestars.org. And this website does nothing but track celebrity charitable events. <laughs> oh, by the way, I want to, before you go there, I want to just mention one thing that there's been a lot of different, I have, I don't know if no, I have, I think I have a clip with one of these quotes or I killed it maybe. It was interesting to me because every one of these late night talk shows have been promoting sending your money to the, uh, Various eight or nine zero nine nine zero eight eight or three five, three, or three 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 whatever they are three, three, for the three. Red Cross, except for the Late Show with David Letterman, uh-huh. they actually came out and said, say, "If you're going to send money, send it to uh, Doctors Without Borders," which I think I was, is, is the best organization. It's the best one, and I right. think it was. I was stunned that anybody would have actually, you know, gotten away from the p- drum pounding. You know, send it to the Red Cross. Uh, so it goes into the slush fund. We just need cash. I know a lot of people want to send blankets or water. Just send your cash. So um, just a quick rundown, just uh, so you know what's happening in the world. Yeah, I'm, I didn't follow real news very well this week. Well, no, I mean, I just found this site, and it's called The World of Celebrity Giving. 
Look to the stars.org. The world of celebrity giving. Prince William currently in Christchurch, New Zealand to view damage resulting from the devastating earthquake. Uh, he's launching a charity initiative there. George Harrison's widow continues husband's legacy charity in Bangladesh. Annie Lennox is delivering mail for charity. Well, she's a mailman. <laughs> yes, she is. Mia Farrow returns from charity trip to southern Sudan. Hey. Oh. Hey, that's we're interesting. bringing her into the picture. Along with Martin Bell. I don't know. Who's Martin Bell? You know him? Martin Bell. Yeah. Nelson Mandela Foundation announces charity clothing brand. Well, Martin Bell must be her handler. Uh, probably. Oh, wait, wait a minute. That guy, that rings a bell, actually. Let's look him up. That brings a bell. Let's consult the book of knowledge. <laughs> There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We have the first mention, consulting the book of knowledge, which is our new term for Wikipedia. Martin Bell. Let me see. Oh, here he is. Martin Bell, a U- UNICEF ambassador. ambassador. Oh, yeah. Handler. Yeah. And reporter for the former independent politician. Uh, he was a member of parliament from for Tatton from 97 to 2001. Yeah, he's a right. handler. All right. Nelson Mandela Foundation announces charity clothing brand. The clothing brand is known as 46664, which I guess was his prison number. Uh, Clint Eastwood to donate. You know, his, uh, he, he came out with a, it was, they had a movie called Hereafter, which was uh, like a tsunami movie. <laughs> Earthquake tsunami movie. They pulled it. Oh. Because, like, not a good idea right now. <laughs> Bad timing. So he's now saying, oh, I'll, I'll donate the DVD proceeds to Japan. Yeah. Yeah. So not the box office, but the D- DVD. Paris Hilton is going to be awarded for her charity work, John. How oh, about really? that? Yeah. For the Starlight Children's Foundation. Starlight's actually pretty good. Dexter Star named as charity event ambassador. See, this is this is what it is, people. This is what it's all about, is uh, about celebrity ambassadors. Foo Fighters and Russell Crowe support Christchurch earthquake victims. That's probably uh, on the up and up. Ooh, stars donate to celebrity charity auction for Japan. Ladies and gentlemen, Kim Kardashian, James Taylor, Jimmy Kimmel, just some of the stars who have donated once-in-lifetime experiences and items to a new celebrity charity auction aimed at raising money for victims of the unfolding disaster in Japan. Bidders have the option of a chance to meet Kim Kardashian on April 14th. I'm in on that. I'm in on that. And that is a... Proceeds going to the U.S. Fund for UNICEF. It's like these bastards, man. Ted Danson's new book, How We Can Save Our Oceans. Naomi Campbell announces Celebrity Charity Shop. <laughs> Black Eyed Peas, Lincoln Park, Blink-182, and more send celebrity charity support to Japan. Bono nominated for Mikhail Gorbachev Charity Award. You know, somebody wrote an article, and we have it on the blog, and people should look at it, which is a dis- discussion about this. Japan is not a third world starving Thank you. country. No, the it's Bank not. of Japan has already released six hundred billion dollars. Yeah, they had to I lay mean, it you around. Can donate your ten dollars if you want, but it's a joke. Yeah. No, it's it's, 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 it's a fir- it's a world it's a it's the third largest economy in the world, actually vying for second because they just got bumped to third. They don't need like nickel and dime charity because they they can take care of themselves. It shows I mean, you it's not how like we, I mean, when we have a problem like in in New Orleans, yes, send charity to them because our government would rather broke. bail out the banks and <laughs> yeah. bail out our own people. Yes, but that's not the way it is in Japan. It's it says so Just much. It says it. so much about us. Hey, if I write a check, I'll feel good, and and I'm changing my Twitter icon. 
I'll feel good. It's it's so wrong. Anyway, and, and there are good charities. Uh, uh, Doctors Without Borders is yeah, a great charity. Just send your charity. money to them. Uh, uh, guide dogs for the blind. Send your money to them. Send your but, money to us. And say we need some what money. Are you talking about? Yeah, oh well, that's Borat.org slash NSA. We keep doing this show, and we're, we do it only uh, funded by the listeners. And we're doing it for the Japanese people. Don't we? I don't think we have any listeners in Japan. I don't think so either. Hey, there was big news uh, in... Uh, Except the architects. We Don't forget we have two knights who are architects in Japan, two famous architects. That's true. That's true. I hope they're doing yeah, okay. We should get a hold of them and ask them what what, the, what it was like, because they're probably up on like the 50th story on some huge skyscraper. Well, I, uh, I got a note from one of our listeners uh, who was really angry. He says, I can't, I can't believe they've got a picture of a baby being uh, scanned with a Geiger counter. He says, all this panic is outrageous. The, the biggest panic in Tokyo right now is finding change for Starbucks. Which I thought was pretty, all right. That's what it is, right? And the joke of it, the baby being scanned with a Geiger counter was in New Jersey. And by the way, uh, Miss Mickey has... A, yeah, but being Miss Mickey uh, has an answer to your question about the messy offices in Japan. You, uh, you said, hey, why are these offices so filled with paper and it's all messy and stuff? Yeah, they were, they're cluttered. Do you know why? I'll give you the answer. Well, I, yeah, because they're, 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 they're unorganized. Well, why? Uh, now, she lived there for five years. She says the Japanese culture is one of stamps and seals of approval. So even though everything is in the computer, if you don't, if your piece of paper doesn't have a stamp, like a like a, a seal on it, a stamp, then it's not valid. And everything has to be stamped and approved, and you have to be able to show your stamped paperwork. That's why they have a copy of everything. Yeah, there was on actually paper. a, a, a fam- famous movie. I can't remember the name of it, but it was done by with Kurosawa, one of the great directors of Japan. That just dis- that was just about this. Mm, interesting. This guy, all this guy did for a living. He was in some bureaucratic operation. It was apparently in the twenties, and all he did ever all day for eight solid hours was stamp these <laughs> documents with two or three different stamps. He had to look at the document, he stamp it with A, yeah, and then stamp yeah. it with B, and then go into a pile. Yeah. And then he, that's all he did all day was stamp, stamp, stamp. Yeah, okay. There you go. All right, so how... It can't be neat? Well, I mean, there's too much paperwork, so it's impossible to... <laughs> Come on, do it. There you go. Thanks, baby. All right. For, for many years, I have been telling you about the elitist pedophile network in uh, Europe and uh, that a large part of it centers around Gitmo Nation lowlands and in my opinion throughout the Department of Justice if you want to understand more about this look up the Dutru files because it went from Belgium all the way to the British Isles it? D-U-T-R-U-X and uh You'll be disgusted by what you'll find, by the I way. Already, I already read through them. Yeah. It was disgusting, right? Because they got no, pictures totally and disgusting. stuff. Yeah. So, uh, Europol... And it's a bottomless pit. Because justice is involved. The Ministry of Justice. Europol, breaking news yesterday. The Hague, Netherlands. Police say Wednesday they smashed a huge international pedophile ring rescuing 230 children from abuse, arresting 184 suspects, including teachers and police officers. 
The three-year investigation, codenamed Operation Rescue, uncovered 670 suspects, identified and safeguarded children in more than 30 countries, 30, by arresting people accused of abusing them. It's perfect timing, by the way, to come out with all of this uh, while uh, no one's focused on it. And uh, there's all kinds of hustling and all kinds of um, uh, journalists' uh, homes are being burglarized and their laptops and files are being stolen because there's a lot more behind this. They're just, they're just getting the low-level people. And it's all centered in Gitmo Nation lowlands. Like I've got, always you said. Fired. You got fired. I got fired by, by talking about this. And not just fired. The station got, got like, taken down. <laughs> Like, well, well, I'm surprised it wasn't burned. I'm surprised I'm still alive. That's what I'm surprised about. It's unbelievable. No, you haven't got any evidence. All you have is the do true files. Well, no, and accusations. No, you, if you no, had actually some there is, photos that I'm were sorry. worth the crime, I'm sorry. There is evidence. The secretary. No, you don't have any evidence. The secretary general of the Netherlands, Joris Demink, is a known pedophile. If you look up Anna, Anne Frank Plantsoon, that's where he used to pick up his uh, little uh, boys. Uh, his driver got killed. He used to drive him there. The Gaykrant, which is known as the Gay Paper, and the television show Nova, were uh, and Panorama, they did a, a joint investigative uh, project, and they published this, and it got pulled off shelves... And they had pictures, they have testimony, everything. And this is the this has been the biggest cover-up ever. And because the guy runs the Justice Department. The whole thing is corrupt. For, and, and people know it. And people are all over it. And so now they're like, <clears throat> now they're getting rid of all the riffraff. But they're also covering up evidence. All kinds of crazy stuff is taking place. And I'm telling you, these people are not just pedophiles. They're satanic. They're disgusting. Anyway, I told you so. And then here you go. So they just haven't gotten the big guys yet. But police, yeah, they're not going to get them. Police and teachers. How horrible is it? And, and, and while we're on elitist pricks, have you been following this Prince Andrew, uh, Prince Andrew scandal in Gitmo Nation East? No. What? What's it? He? Uh, would you call? Would he qualify as an elitist prick? Yes, totally. Of course, okay. he's a royal. So um, he was caught. Well, caught. He was snapped by the paparazzis, the paps. In New York, he was hanging out with Jeffrey Epstein. You know who Jeffrey Epstein is? Yeah, he's the guy who brought in the, uh, the 13, 14-year-old, 15-year-old, I don't know what age. Yeah, he's but certain- underage girls in his private jet in, into Florida, I guess. Yeah, and he, and, he, and he was in jail for like, what, a couple months? And he got out? I don't know. Uh, so the Duchess of York, former, former uh, Fergie, former oh, yeah, knows the Duchess This story's old. Well, it's still brewing. Okay. Has admitted that her former husband, Prince Andrew, arranged for... Jeffrey Epstein, convicted pedophile, to pay off her debts. So, you why know, can't he pay off her debts? Why bother? So, you know, if you got I mean, something, what is Epstein? What what is the what is the connection? Why would Epstein? They're hanging out together. I don't know. I don't know. It seems a missing piece of the puzzle yeah, here. Well, t- pedophilia is the missing piece of the puzzle. Obviously, these pe- you know, people are being blackmailed to high hell about this stuff. That's what's going on, John. That's how it works. Well, that's the reason that you want. Uh, we should bring up that documentary again. That's that. I, yeah, that ITV documentary. That uh, what was it called about? It's the, on Google. The Boys Club of America. I can't remember the name of it. Mm. Boys Town. Boys Town. So, speaking of transparency, did you know, John, that this is Sunshine Week? 
I guess you I didn't. Did, I did know something about this. It's Sunshine Week. Oh, there goes my phone. Go ahead and explain it while I go hang up. Sunshine Week is all about transparency. This is about transparency in our government. Sunshine Week is such a happy, happy, happy term. It's a week to focus on the importance of open government, how we can ensure accountability for our leaders at the federal, state, and local levels. It's Sunshine Week. Let the sunshine come in. Doobie doobie. You back? Yeah, it was uh, one of the, the, the you know, these, you, if you lift up at a certain time, they don't answer because they're not really on the line. No, okay. And then when they answer, you hear you can hear that it's in a bullpen or a, you know, a, a boiler room. So sunshine. And then they go, oh, Mr. De- is it your, you or Mr. Dvorak? Yeah. Oh, very good day to you. Do you know, it's like. you are told. <laughs> you are Mr. Dvorak? Do as you are told. So, all right, so what about Sunshine All right, week? so I watched C-SPAN all, all week long, Sunshine Week. Did you know that there is a 20% rule for lobbyists? And people may not understand this, but all of Washington, D.C. is filled with big law firms who are paid to go and um, uh, talk to politicians and bribe them and and coerce them and pay them and whatever they can uh, to put legislation in place for their clients. Yeah. Did you know that there's a 20% rule? Do you know what this is? The 20% I've rule? I've heard of it, but I don't. it doesn't come to me. So the 20% rule is if you uh, spend less than 20% of your time lobbying, you don't have to register as a lobbyist. Well, that's pretty cool. Now... What is amazing to me, and I have a clip. If you do, you, do you want this? Would be a clip that I won't interrupt. If you want to listen to it, it's a little, it's a little longer clip. Is it? Is it interesting? It's not like the McCain clip, is it? <laughs> I thought McCain was pretty interesting. Well, if you don't think it's interesting, you call me on it, and I'll cut it off. All right, go for it. So this is a panel, and they're arguing about this twenty percent rule, and they're saying, well, you know, uh, uh, you know, I have to track my time. It's like hard, and these guys are all lawyers. Now, I've had lawyers. And uh, I get a bill right down to the half hour. And they say, oh, I worked three and a half hours. That's 8,000. Half hour, 15 minutes. Yeah. In fact, they even state 15 minutes. But when it comes to lobbying, apparently, that doesn't exist. And we can't track our time. This is so bogus because of that. What you just said is exactly (laughs) why it's bogus. And I'm surprised somebody on the panel didn't call them on that. They're all, well, they're all in bed together. They're all laughing with each other about it. And it's on television. It's beautiful. You can't make this stuff up. If you get bored, call me. Actually, I'm going to give Dan a chance to see if you want to weigh in on this, or do you want to... Uh, well, I don't have anything. I, I guess I, I, I do have one question for... I, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about the argument from the lobbying perspective, basically, that it's t- too much to keep track of, too, too complicated. I mean, these are, by and large, law firms. Uh, there, there are a lot of law, a lot of law firms do lobbying, um, lobbying, and then there are obviously specialized lobbying firms. I'm quite sure that they require uh, the the clients require they want to know exactly what you're doing for for their money. So you're, I mean, I think you're keeping track of it anyway, aren't you? And I'm just, I'm not quite understanding that part of the argument about it being too much. Uh, Okay, just two things. First, I mean, what about the, the small one-person sh- sh- person shop? 
I mean, if I have five different clients that I'm representing one day on different issues, I'm running around. I don't have time to, okay, now I did this. i got to add another 30 minutes or 15 minutes into my schedule to somehow track this and write this down. Um, it take 30 minutes. I mean, right, but if I'm on the hill, I'm not going to use my, I don't use my cell phone for that. So I'm going to have to carry a personal computer. Oh, I'm going to carry a computer to keep track of my time. Or something, or go back to my office and spend some more time at the end of the day when I want to get to home to, to play with my kids. <laughs> Can you believe this? <laughs> at the end of okay, the day. I think you've played enough. This is idiotic. These guys are full of crap. It's totally full of crap, and it shows you how corrupt everything is. And, and, and it's hours and hours of this. It's just hours and hours of people bullshitting and lying about how the and you know like you know do we just take just uh, talk, do we always like uh, talk policy? No, sometimes it's just hanging out and uh, making relationships. Yeah, with hookers. So uh, well, I have a clip then from C-SPAN, which is similar, not similar, but this is a different uh, a different topic. Uh, Barbara Boxer, who is just an out and out idiot. Idiot. <laughs> yeah, she's an idiot. She's an idiot. So she's upset. She's, she's, you know, it's one of these after hours things where she's with one of her friends, the uh, Cantwell, who is just the worst person in the world from Maria? Washington State. Oh, yeah. What a, what a moron she is. So Boxer's going on and on about, about some small business bill where they have the writer in there. And the Republicans have been trying to slip this in left and right, and she's going to make a big fuss about it, where that says the EPA is full of crap and they shouldn't be doing as much as they're doing and you know, that kind of thing. That's so she goes in, on a rant. The Environmental Protection Agency. Yeah, the EPA. And so uh, she goes on a, an outrageous uh, rant. And then tell me where you think there's like maybe some dubious information in here, which is like, what? Are you kidding me? Play. Why are we seeing this kind of amendment on a small business bill. It's ridiculous. And it makes the American people lose faith in us, frankly. This is a bill about small business innovation. This isn't a bill that's about telling EPA that they can no longer do their job and protect the American people. This is ridiculous. We already know from reports how many lives have been saved as a result of, we have it here, and I want my friend to see this. In 2010, the Clean Air Act prevented 160,000 cases of premature death. What? That's a fact. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Play it again. That's what she said. And that's a fact. That's a fact. How is this a fact? 160,000. That's like jobs saved or created. Is it worse? Unbelievable. What are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do with all these jabronis? This is horrible. That's a fact. It's, a, it's fact. a fact. It's and a then fact. she adds to it. Play it again and then let it finish. It's almost done. Hold on. I, I had already taken her off the deck. I can't handle this woman. Why are... Uh, let me fast forward to that bit. That was funny. protect the American people. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. We already know from reports... Reports. Study says. How reports. many lives have been saved... As a result of... Here, let me get the report. We have it here. Right here, look. And I want my friend to see this. Come on, friend. In 2010, the Clean Air Act prevented 160,000 cases of premature death. <laughs> That's a fact. <laughs> By 2020, the number's projected to grow to 230,000 deaths. So, excuse me, this amendment, if it were to pass and it stopped EPA from cleaning up the air, people will die, okay? And that's a fact. 
People will die. You will die. This is, you know, they're just cutting to the chase with all of this. It's like people are so anesthetized, anesthetized by uh, reason that we just have to go straight to the jugular. It's like, if you don't do this, you will die. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> That's what everything has become. Cases of 160,000 cases, cases, by cases. the way. It's- cases of premature death. What's, what is the what's, case what's, of premature hey, What's a premature what death? I don't know. He died They're prematurely. <laughs> he died. I think they died early. He died prematurely. <laughs> he died prematurely. <laughs> Wrap it up as another case of premature death. You know, the, in those horrible, boring McCain clips, at one point he actually says at the end, uh, the people of Libya will uh, suffer death or worse. I'm like, what can be worse than death? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, can you believe he said that? What does that mean? Death or worse? I don't know. I mean, it's like one of those things is like, oh, my God, you know, th- these people are just so out of their minds. <laughs> and and that's the only thing left that will scare us. You know, we're not afraid anymore. I'm not. Are you afraid? I'm just not afraid. I'm, people will die. <laughs> or worse. <laughs> it's just, everything is like, you're going to die. Or worse. I, I don't know. I don't know what's worse, but you're going to die. I don't want you to hear this. This is it's very interesting what he says here. Hold on. This is funny. Well, you just love this McCain. And we're doing everything we can and do we'll do everything it. we can to help the people of Japan. We ought to be doing what we can to help the people of Libya from the fate that in some cases to some individuals may be worse than death. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If I'm dead, there's not much worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, wow uh, the guy the guy he's off his rocker you voted for that guy oh my god well now, don't you realize now how you were duped well what difference does it make if i voted for the other guy no i i understand but it's like it's, now i gotta vote for duped. third party candidates apparently yeah, so uh, the only yeah. way i can feel good about myself you can't get duped i i do have an interesting uh little clip from uh television that i did not see myself this is from march 8th this is uh, the series V. Which, uh, oh, yeah. I think I watched like t- two episodes. It's hard to watch. I can't watch it. But the thing is... It's hard me- to watch. It's, a very, it's, a, it's got a funny pacing. It's not easy to... It's more like a cable. It should be on SFX. Yeah, but it's on ABC. It's like, it's like a big show on the compromised ABC network. Yeah. So March 8th, three days before the uh, earthquake and tsunami. And here's this little ditty they throw out because uh, they got to stop the V. There are 538 Concordia sites being built around the world. But there are only 29 motherships. Yeah, do the math. More on the way. Those ships land. They won't. Well, what are we going to do? Blow up all 500 sites? Not bloody likely. No. We don't have to destroy them. We just have to stop them from being built. How? Construction's already underway around the world. Do you remember Three Mile Island? A nuclear power plant. It almost melted down. It scared the hell out of everybody. But there was not a single new plant approved for uh, almost 30 years after it. Okay, so what does this have to do with Concordia? Blue energy. We sabotage the reactor at the New York Concordia site. We make it seem unstable, dangerous. People would get scared, there'd be a public outcry, and the program would grind to a halt. Yeah. It's on the subtle side for me, but I like it. <laughs> subtle. I love it. Hardly subtle. <laughs> Those guys okay. are great. Yeah, that was a good one. A coincidence? Just coincidentally? I think not. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple of the clips we can pay for slight entertainment value. Yeah, we need some because, uh, you know, we could suffer something worse than death at this rate. Uh, 
So I got so Donald Trump is out floating around, and here he is on Cavuto uh, discussing his political bid, and it was some common sense. And I'm actually kind of surprised that uh, Neil didn't uh, call him on this. I just I think it just blew it by him. But this is actually Donald Trump. I don't. I'll set it up. I'll give you the punchline right off the bat. This is Donald Trump actually advocating for colonialism in the modern era. And Cavuto going, well, that sounds like a good idea. And now, other now, people, can- what is colonialism? Colonialism is what used to take place in the 1800s, where you know, or even the 1700s, or even you know, where you'd send the you'd send the uh, Spanish Armada, you know, to South America and take over the place. You know, or you'd send it. The Germans would go into Africa and they'd take over or, a bunch like, of countries, like the British in India. The British in India, the classic colonial situation, right. they went to India, took it over. Yeah, you, they, you, know, you go there and you say, hey, slaves. Do as you are told. Right? Yeah, and okay. then they, they run the place, and, every, and, every, and this has been shown it doesn't work very well. And yet, <laughs> yeah, how'd that work out for you, Britain? <laughs> most of today's world is like a mess because of the colonial era. That's funny. And, uh, but that's, the, you know, we f- soon forget and Trump comes up with this, and I was just rolling my eyes of this guy's just a joke. Our representative. Well, you no, know, your approach is interesting. You would not go to the convention or cut, cut, cut. You'd first be looking to get something. I would get well, let's so say you much. Raise, excuse me, Neil. You raise hundreds of billions I doing that. We're trillions in debt. I, you're talking about trillions. Let me give you an example. So we go in. Remember, the old-fashioned war. You win a country, you win a country. You don't <laughs> fight a war and leave. And then let some guy take over the country who hates the United States, because that's what's going to happen. But two things are going to happen. We took over Iraq, and we've totally weakened the country. We've ripped their infrastructure apart. The country is a mess. Okay, it's a total mess. And, okay, now we're going to leave. Do you know that Iraq has the second largest oil fields in the world? Now, duh. Winning. <laughs> what an idiot. No, he's a... Dude, this is dumb. First of all, we're not going to leave. We're, we've built a permanent base there. Yeah, got a, but we're not running. We, but, we, but as a new cut, we, but we do it now. We have, you know, we have proxies. We have people that do it for us. We have friends, you know, in high places. Uh-huh. But but Trump is actually saying we should just go in and take over the place and make it the fifty-first yeah. state. What's he talking about? Iraq, or is he talking about Libya? No, he's talking about everything. If, whatever, whatever's convenient. Whatever we're, if we send our military there, we should take over the place and just, it's ours now. It's our, it's the spoils of war. <laughs> that's unbelievable. And Cavuto and some other guy, they, they, oh, that's oh, yeah, 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 oh I never heard of such a thing. That's a great idea. I don't understand why we're <laughs> why not we don't, like Why don't that. we do that? We're so crazy because we go in under the pretense that we're like, uh, you know, we're good guys. We're, we're going to go uh, fix everything. We need to throw a shoe at that guy's head. By the way, We Are Change Holland uh, is uh, going to do a big protest in The Hague. About what? <laughs> uh, what not about? Let's see. Uh, <laughs> pedophiles rampant throughout uh, the government. Um, they are now uh, the, the police commissioner saying, hey, everyone needs to hand over your uh, DNA. It's good. We need to give up a little bit of privacy so we can catch the bad guys. I think people are a little bit angry about that. And I'm uh, actually. Uh, hey, so real ID is going through. In I this know country. May 11 is when it starts. How did that happen? 
Well, uh, we have a response from the crowd. It's just unbelievable. We are all so excited and so thankful for everybody. And like I say, thank you for everybody that has participated in this because it couldn't have been done without everybody. That's right. Everybody's on board with the program. May 11th, all driver's licenses across the United States of Gitmo Nation um, will be required to conform to federal national security standards. I, I, I don't understand how this happened. I think this... Well, we were all looking at Japan, all of a sudden, whoom, here it is, ladies and gentlemen, Real ID, welcome to Gitmo Nation. I'm getting, you know, I, I passed my driver's test. You can drive? In the, well, I had to take the test, though. Yeah, you told us about it. You didn't have to park. I found that pretty disturbing. Nope. Um, but I, but it'll, be interesting, it'll be interesting to see if I, because uh, I don't have the actual license yet. It shows up in six weeks, so I guess, uh, will I get one of the new ones? I don't know. Maybe they're already compliant. They got all kinds of, you know, that you see the little guy at the airport with the blue light. He's shining it on your... <laughs> that's bogus. You know, that's totally the, bogus. The, and he's looking at it carefully with the blue light. <laughs> and then the real jerk-offs, they hold the license up and then look at you and look at the license to make sure it's the same person. <laughs> Give me a break. I got an email from someone, uh, one of our producers, who was, uh, before they even went to that checkpoint of your papers, please... And there was TSA going up and down the line saying, show me your palms. And they were swabbing people's palms. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's different. Yeah, I would refuse. I mean, why? I'm, why? Are you out of your mind? What are you They're getting DNA? Well, you can get DNA from your sweat. Well, that's I, I think, the I think they're swabbing for explosives, but that's not the point. It's like, I have a right to travel and you have, I'm, I'm not even in the checkpoint. You have no right to do that. I don't submit to that. I just don't submit. I'm not going to do it. I refuse. I'm not even flying anymore. Do as you are told. Swab your palms. Swab your palms. <laughs> it's crazy. So, yeah, I don't know how this happened. I but don't wait know. a minute. They come by and they're swabbing your palms. Then what do they do? Do they put it in a little vial? Do they write your name down? What if they find something? Do they know whose sw- palm it was from? I don't know. I, I, I didn't get that much detail. But it may, maybe it's happened to other people. Maybe we'll hear more about this. Maybe it was just a one-off like that Viper team. The Viper team. And by the way, I wanted to make mention of something. You have taught us here on this show, whenever you read an article that starts with chilling or grim or dire, it's typically a hit piece and uh, and a a BS article, right? Well, those are code words for actually for left-wingers who do hit pieces. Oh, because I hear every single report coming out of Japan starts with that. I hear Anderson Cooper saying nothing else than grim reports now, chilling evidence, dire situation. Am I just seeing too much into it? or With him, probably. <laughs> I do have a numbers game thing for you before we go to our donations. Oh, like magic numbers? Yeah. First we have a three. And by the way, this came out. I got this clip. From a, it, it was a uh, freelance. It seemed to be a freelance piece that was going to local news stations, mm-hmm. and it was um, it was it, it was played when I know that the body count was way over six thousand, and I think it's now it's way over ten thousand, but um, but played anyway. It's called the numbers game. Survive. You hear me? Not three times. However, many more victims have been found dead. The death toll from Thursday's 9.0 earthquake and tsunami has risen to more than 3,300. <laughs> In Washington, I'm Samantha Hayes. Yeah, 
Um, but what's the knock three times he started off with? Knock three times, bang, 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 and then 33. I thought that was interesting. Oh, yeah, but there's more. Um, well, I'm sure you, that's what you do. Yeah, governments in Iwate, Fukushima, and Miyagi uh, prefectures have asked Japan's prefabricated construction suppliers and manufacturers association to build 33,000 homes, temporary homes. Um, the nation's chief nuclear response team has deployed its experts in Japan, uh, 33 experts. Suicide attack kills 33 Afghan army in the Afghan army recruiting center. And uh, the best one of the week, Silvio Berlusconi, prime minister of Italia, oh, yeah. <laughs> 33 women in two months, and he's denying. That's like, that's like, you can't get more. I'm 78. I can't have 33 women in two months. Yeah, you can. <laughs> Douchebag. You know, I, I talked to Willow, my sister. Who was a boots on the ground? One of them? No. (laughs) Hey, 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 hey! Back off, Dvorak. She's boots on the ground for us in Italy, and she says the sad thing is, you know, whereas you know, the people are like, you know, they know the guy's corrupt. They know he's a total New World Order shill and a horrible human being, and they all say the same thing. They say, but you know, if you were in his position, wouldn't you do the same thing? (laughs) (laughs) So like, yeah, you guys rock. Italian pragmatism. I love it. You gotta love it. It's fantastic. I'm gonna show my support by donating to No Agenda. Imagine all the people who could do that. Oh yeah, that'd be fab. It would be. Yeah, on No Agenda in the morning. Well, we had a pretty poor showing this last week. Uh, and I want to remind people that we do have a 300 uh, club coming up. For well, I'd like the, to remind uh, people why we do this show. We don't uh, we don't take money from uh, corporate interests. We're not like, you know, there's no lobbyists hanging around. We just call it as we see it. We sometimes get duped, but, man, I think we uncover a lot. We watch C-SPAN hours on end for you so you don't have to. And we bring you five hours of quality entertainment every single week. That's got to be worth something. And we appreciate the people who... Uh, who see that value and give us value. Yeah, and it's, and it's very valuable, especially for commuters who need something to listen to besides what? Uh, shows that are mostly commercials. I mean, for every you know minute of material, you get like a 30 seconds of commercials. It's ridiculous. Right, and even our national treasure, it's all commercials. It's all sponsored by, it's all big companies and even local companies. They've got GoDaddy codes, Carbonite ads. It's a big scam. And we're doing it in a true public media fashion and uh there are some actually there's you know there's there's people out there but it's still a very small percentage of the right we had the thing that really bothers me is we have very few first-time donors this week we had a number of them last uh week but we i'm telling have- you we had a bo- apparently we had a boring show i i mean I, the only way i can look at the donations is if we have a good show people donate if we don't have a good show people don't donate is there any other uh metric no Troy Rudder, Ames, Iowa, $110.20, a double-double nickels on the dime. That's different to uh, bring me closer to knighthood. I'm also forwarding an old domain, TroyNeedsAnIPod.com, to no agenda. And DSC listeners know the story of that one. Keep up the good work, and if you could spare some karma, he could use it for sure. We got some for you right here. You've got karma. Thank you. Uh... Tomas Kalinowski in Kopia, some town in New York, 
Uh, I don't think I butchered his name, but I butchered the town, so at least I'm consistent. Hi, John and Adam. I love your show. I'd like to thank you both for the energy invested in translating the new to us slaves. Translating the new. Hmm. I'd like to throw out a double magic number, 3333 at you. He gave I us think six, he means six news, obviously. Ah, it's also the new. I like that. Yeah. Uh, the 6666 he gave us. Could you tell uh, a joke once in a while? I did earlier. I told the, uh, the joke, uh, Gilbert <laughs> okay. Godfrey joke. It was hilarious. Because some, it was hilarious, and because sometimes the show gets too depressing, I like to say hello. That could be one of our problems. I'd like to say hi to all the Polish listeners. Tom from Long Island, New York. John, do not try to butcher my last name. Kalinowski. I don't no, know. You did a good job on that. But I don't see how you can't Kopiak. I think it's Kopiak. It's like probably up near Quok. It's probably uh, yeah, uh, probably it's like Kopiak. It's like Hopog or whatever that place yeah. is. Schnorrestein. Oh, no, you butchered that one. Schnorrestein. Sir Schnorrestein. Uh, up in Norway. Snowmobile season in full swing. We should be up there driving around. Couldn't uh, use some karma for my company, ArcticSafety.no. He sent me some uh, some pictures. My God, it's so beautiful. It's breathtaking up there. It's so incredible. He's up near the North Pole. It's, our, I think, our most northernmost uh, I know. we got to get on a listener. snowmobile and, and yeah. boogie. You know, they have in those northern climes of those countries, uh, the Arctic countries or the uh, Nordic countries, they actually have roadways. Mm-hmm. That are, that are just snowmobiles. They're snowmobile roadways. roadways with cops and on speed snowmobile. limits. <laughs> really? And cops are on the speed. Yeah, that you go driving along. It's just the exit mount. You can go so many kilometers an hour, like 70. And do they, hide, is, do, do they hide behind a polar bear? They're hiding behind, <laughs> the, you know, uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, some uh, karma for Snorristain up there in the You've north. You've got karma. ArcticSafety.no. Nice. Uh, Dan- Daniel uh, Hutner in Murphy's, California. Jeffrey Pachito, Pachito in Richmond Hill, Ontario, Canada. Thanks uh, f- to Eric for getting out the 10, 10, 10, 10, 10 coins. To my surprise, I received a second one just the other day, even though I'd only ordered one. Oh, hey, way hello. to go, Eric. <laughs> Thought I'd send you something to cover the cost of it and break oh, it. Nice. Maybe just send a bunch of them out, Eric. We'll see what happens. $42 for the coin as well as the fourth day, second month, and $11 for the year 2011, the date of my birth daughter, Jessica. Oh. Selena Christine, February 4th, 2011. So please give her a actual birthday shout-out. Yeah, she's on the list. And she's on the list. Brandon uh, uh, Ber- Birkenbile in Warren, uh, Maine. Chris Slo- Slo- Slovinsky. Slovinsky. Is it? I got a W here. Slovinsky. Yeah. Slovinsky. Slovinsky. Uh, <coughs> Sherwood Park, Canada. David Middlebrook. Uh, in Aberdeenshire in UK, Jason Burke, Richmond, Texas, uh, our old friend uh, Jason Dozier, and Laurie Corpy, who should be at a knighthood by now, I think, seems to me. We should have to look into that. Uh, Scott McKenzie, Stockport, Cheshire, UK, $50. These people all gave $50, had a payment uh, through the sales of One Day and Gitmo Nation. That's our novel. NoAgendaNovels.com. NoAgendaNovels.com. And uh, apparently the Kindle versions are all available. In the last few weeks, I've had a few requests for an audiobook version read by one of that. Adam, will you be glad to do it? No, Scott no Singer, I'm not glad to do it. It's a lot Wisconsin, of work. $50. Make Doug do it. Doug. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> it, would be, it may be unlistenable. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, it would be funny. Yeah. And finally, Sean Pyle in uh, Streamwood, Illinois. Uh, loves the show. I think we're the best. Uh, stop eating during the show. That's me. I'm oh, I'm I'm chewing on because my my throat You're chewing is on your cud. My throat is parched, <laughs> so I'm eating grapefruit once in a while. <laughs> chewing and, on your cud, man. And I'll put a great piece of grapefruit in my mouth, and then 
Adam says, what do you think? Right at the wrong time. I think he's listening for this, and so this. I, but I'll, I'll try to avoid it. You're chewing on your cud like an old guy sitting there at the gas station. <laughs> so I want to thank everybody. Go to noagendashow.com, Dvorak.org slash NA, and also uh, Channel Dvorak. Or, I'm sorry, uh, actually, Channel Dvorak's probably got a still up to, uh, slash NA, but uh, No Agenda Nation slash donate or slash NA. And help us, please. org slash NA. Please help us more. Yeah. Well, I, I think it's, uh, I think the, the new listeners who are, and they're out there, uh, need to step up. That's all. And, uh, of course, we're on our 300 donation drive, which is uh, for show 300. Uh, you want to just run through the benefits of uh, uh, that giving level, John? Yeah, the uh, if you're a $300 donor, to celebrate the 300 show, you get a special call out on show 300, but you also get an executive producer uh, on whatever show when, when it comes in. So, in other words, uh, for example, today we had a couple that showed up uh, uh, early in the, in the show. We mentioned them, uh, uh, Patrick Brennan and... Adam Kolb right. and Chris McGraw, they get a no. They get a executive producer for this show, and they also get an executive producer for Show Three Hundred, and they get on a web page uh, uh, praising them for their great generosity and the fact that they're. Uh, it should be a Facebook page just to piss everybody off. I don't use Facebook, <laughs> no, of so course you we can don't do use, that if you I want. I don't use Facebook, please. No Dvorak.org. Slash N-A. I do just want to remind everybody that noagendanewsnetwork.com is up and running. Uh, there's a lot of work going on over there. It updates uh, th- like every every couple of minutes. There's new news. If you're interested in participating, I can take a couple new uh, producers. So if you if you sent me more than two emails with new stories in a week, uh, send me your uh, uh, send, me, send me a quick little note. Uh, put in the subject line noagendanewsnetwork.com, and I'll get you up and running. Uh, I've been putting a lot of effort, a lot of time into that, but I think it's really going to pay off. Uh, wait until you see what's happening. There's a couple of uh, human resources uh, doing real-time uh, updates, That you know, a web page that refreshes when the news comes in. It's live. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on, and it's. Uh, it, I find it very exciting because we want to expand this and keep the news rolling um, in between the shows as well. Uh, so uh, think about us and uh, think about all the work we're putting in there and giving you some value. It's your birthday, birthday. Oh, no well, I guess this one will have to go down in the history book so she can listen to it one day when she can comprehend. Uh, Jeffrey Pasito uh, says very happy birthday. Happy, uh, real happy birthday to Jessica Salinas Christine, born on February 4th. 2011, a brand new slave. Your $9.1 million is declining and counting. Happy birthday from your buddies, Adam and John. It's your birthday, yeah. It's probably nice. worth nine, $9,500,000 at this point. At the moment, yes. It's like, like when you get it when you drive the car off the lot. It's, yeah, it's, it's immediately. immediately worth less than, than you bought it for. So that's with a new human resource. It's like... You're not nine point one million dollars. That's like you're immediately down. You're down a peg. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you get your uh, your thing out. Hold on. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. Your thing is so sharp. <clears throat> Adam Colby, step forward, please. As we are uh, very happy to see that you have supported the No Agenda program with uh, donations totaling up to over one thousand dollars. You will soon be the recipient of a shiny. No Agenda, Night of the Round Table Ring. 
which you can hit people in the mouth with. And we hereby pronounce thee, Sir Adam Colby, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Please have a seat with our knights. It's getting crowded. This is good. Congratulations and thank you for the support. Yes, thank you very much. And Does we it, hope for more continued support in the future. New bill being introduced. Uh, I got this off of, uh, I didn't know that this existed, slashfood.com. It's kind of cool. Because uh, always, I'm always interested in food because, uh, let's face it, we put it in our pie hole and it's supposed to make us feel good. There's a new bill that's going to start in Iowa that would make it illegal uh, for documentarians to film uh, farming operations. What? Yes. Oh yeah, no, I remember this. I I didn't I didn't uh I should have blogged it or something. Yeah, I remember I saw this and it was like so I think I got a brain fart or something because it was so ridiculous. Yeah, it's actually uh in the house. Uh, not yeah, in this, the is, ha- this is a Monsanto obviously scam. Yeah, duh. Yeah, because duh, uh, winning. Yeah. <laughs> they uh you know, uh you know, people like uh, you know, like to go take uh, video make videos of uh you know, chickens living in the dark, uh, 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 cows that can't stand up because they're so d- disease-ridden. You know, the stuff that we eat, typically. And that's going to be made uh, illegal because it's stressful. Stressful to the animals. Who is the sponsors of this bill? Well, let's have a look. Uh, I think the Iowa... That's what we need to know. Yep, the Iowa Independent has uh, has the full story. Uh, House File 589, introduced by Representative Annette Sweeney. Annette Sweeney should be voted out of office immediately, ladies and gentlemen. If you know who Annette Sweeney is, if she's your congressperson, is that a congressman or a senator? Is this congressperson? It says rep. Yeah, congressperson. Yeah, representative. Get her out. Unbelievable. Who's the co-sponsor? There's always a co-sponsor. Let me see. And talk to your representative. This is is ridiculous that something like this, of course, is unconstitutional, I might add. But it's beside the point why you would even suggest doing this. Well, do you think she's on the inside? That maybe she's getting paid by someone to do this? Yeah, you know? Monsanto or some some. She's obviously this is a corrupt bill. But of course, we know that up in the Supreme Court, there we've got uh, Clarence Thomas, who uh, was a lawyer for Monsanto. So if they run this one all the way up the flagpole, guess what's going to happen? Well, he'll vote yes. Yeah, of course he will. Of course he will. After he takes that pubic hair off his coke. Now, I haven't forgotten, Clarence. I'm old enough to remember. Long dong silver. You should consult the book of knowledge on that. For a good laugh, yeah, it is pretty funny. So, um, yeah, so that of course that is not funny at all. That's a total violation of our uh, of our human rights. Of our, well, they're just uh, trying to eliminate press. photography constantly. Yeah. Did you know the Dalai Lama uh, resigned three days ago? What do you mean he resigned? Yeah. You can't <laughs> resign. Yeah, he's, I'm, it's not a job you can resign. It's like Adam Curry resigned. He's no longer a crackpot. Adam Curry. I'm no longer a crackpot. Yeah, you can. There's been. He's not the only Dalai Lama in history. There's been others, haven't there? Yeah, no, yeah, because it's passed on. But the way it's supposed to work is that the soul of the original Dalai Lama gets passed from person to person to person. When he dies, the, when, when he the dies? guy dies, then the whole country goes into a into a uh, a tizzy. Uh, a personnel search. <laughs> an HR personnel search. They do an HR personnel thing, and then they all look at, they look at all the different babies around and say, you think that might be the new one? Oh, it's I the don't chosen know. one. It's like the golden child. Yeah, and then they figure it out. They, they poke him a couple of times and giggles, <laughs> and whatever happens, then they say, that's him, it's him, this is him, it's him, and everybody agrees. It's Eddie Murphy. And then, and then they raise him as the Dalai Lama. 
Well, hold on a second. I, I'm I'm like I'm looking at uh, the. I'm consulting the Book of Knowledge. The Dalai Lama has announced that he will step down from his role as the political leader of the Tibetan exile government. But he's still the Dalai Lama. He didn't resign his Dalai Lama hood. Well, ship. I think it's a Dalai Lama ship. I don't think it's a hood. It's a ship. By devolving his powers, the Dalai Lama would give the prime minister greater clout. What is a clout? What is it a piece of clump? What is clout? Clout. Clout is no good. It's what you, you hit with a baseball bat. So... So the Dalai Lama is more powerful than the prime minister? Is that the deal? I guess. Mm. But he doesn't have to be, apparently. So all he's done is just abrogated part of his responsibilities. He's still a Dalai Lama. Oh, okay. I was confused by that. Thank you for clearing that up. I was like, wow. You're welcome, man. That's what I'm here for. Yeah. I was like, wow, that's that's that's, that's pretty wild. Dalai Lama is just going to get out. Yeah, he's quitting. <laughs> I've had I'm, it with this religion. I'm sick and tired with this. This religion stuff is bumming me out, dude. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm going fishing pouring around in the Netherlands. I'm going. Hell, f- whoa! I'm Careful going fishing. now. So, uh, so this was. Here's a chilling report. This, you know, we have uh, one of our uh, supporters who's who makes really, really uh, co- a cool product. I really like this product. It's FreeHollowBooks.com. Yeah, and he's giving me a couple. Oh, he's giving you two. I only have one. No, I got uh, Atlas Shrugged, uh, uh, the hardcover edition, uh, and you can and I hide all kinds of groovy stuff in that. Yeah, you can put your stuff in. These are beautifully I put, I put made. Cash in mine. Ooh. Well, this is now the new terrorist tool. Yeah, I heard new jihadi book bombs combine pen and sword. What's the big deal? Well, it's like I me mean, you can make a letter bomb. What, the, what? So it's in a book now. So what? What's the? Why is this news? <laughs> I, I don't make up the news. I'm just telling you. Bomb makers hid the devices by hollowing out the pages of books and placing the device inside. A cell phone and wires were placed inside the package. Why don't you put it inside a vase or inside <laughs> of, a, of a Barbie doll. I mean, what difference does it make? Because you need They're to. They're trying speak to ruin to, this guy's business. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's at freehollowbooks.com. The guy's going to jail. Poor dude. Did you hear about this? Uh, By the way, his hollow books are outstanding. Yeah, they're really good. Freehollowbooks.com. Because I have had other hollow books in my day, but the, these look like a, just an old book that's on your shelf. It doesn't have any it's a, It is a book. It looks like a book. Well, it is a book, but I've seen other versions of this type of thing, and they always, something gives them away. Like, they're not, for one thing, they're, they're not, these are like old books that you would have on your shelf. Yeah, as opposed to like some, like some cheap exactly. books. Some of these guys just exactly. buy a bunch of books from the remainders table, and this it's like books no one would ever own. Right. Uh, there's a new meme for buy. Oh, I should actually we should do the jingle here. Of course, we all know the earthquake and subsequent tsunami were caused by a global uh, warming. Uh, oh, absolutely, it has to be. Bet your bottom dollar on that. You know, before. Before uh, global warming, there was never any earthquakes. That's right. So there it is. There you have it. But uh, the the Gibbon Nation Deutschland, you know, they're they're pretty smart over there. Actually, I think the uh, the elitists. So they've uh, they've seen the kind of you know because the Germans are pretty. Um, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Yeah, you know, they don't get they don't they don't the people they don't they don't get let themselves get pushed around. So they kind of the global warming and went to climate change to like nah, no 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 no. So what is the new meme? 
climate disruption. Oh, I like that one. This is a good one. This is a big one. Let's mark the date. Yep. Uh, March 13th, 2011. Climate disruption. That's even better than, that's better than, yeah. That's better than climate change. Climate disruption, which is, uh, oh, they actually have an official press release. The Federal Ministry of Education and Research. Oh, this is Auf Deutsch. Let's, uh, Let's consult the Book of Knowledge and have a translation. A cold winter in Europe is not climate change, it's climate disruption. And this is from the Ministry of, uh, let me go back. I can't translate German on the fly as quickly as I used to be able to. Cold winter in Europe does not question climate change. Global warming is dead. Climate disruption lives amongst... (laughs) Global warming is dead. <laughs> it's climate disruption. Well, that's that's what the whole uh, Sendai earthquake is. It's climate. I like dis- the way they. I like the way they. Uh, they keep. They, they they don't give up. Of course not. And they keep coming up with newer, better. I have to say, this is better. It's um, much better. Memes that people can kind of because then you can't. Well, there's no global warming. We never said there was global warming. It's climate disruption. Oh, okay, you win. I can't. I can't take it anymore. You got it. You got it. You got it. Hey, what is the deal with uh, Hillary Clinton saying and telling Wolf, Wolf Green Screen Blitzer, that uh, that she's not going to do another term of Secretary of State, but she's also not going to run for president. What is what is her? What's she up to? Is she just going to retire? Is she going to? Well, she Paraguay? can't announce. She can't say she's going to run for president because the minute she does that, she can't get on all these shows and it becomes a real issue. But for, I think she's actually said she would not. Or, 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 let me put it this way: He's, she said she said that when she ran for the Senate in New York, she said she'd never run for president. She ran, oh. so it doesn't mean anything. She's running for president. She knows this is her last shot. She doesn't know how she's going to possibly get it, or maybe she can push her way into the vice presidency. Uh, I don't know. I think that's what she wants to do. I think she wants to push her way into the vice presidency. I don't think anybody thinks they can beat Obama. I know the Republicans can't. They're not going to push him out in, in the Democrat side because he's done a good job for him. And she's going to try to push out Biden. That's my prediction. Do you think she wants to be VP? Yeah, because then she gets the job of president. She gets to run right after that if all hell doesn't break loose, which it will, by the way, because there's a depression coming, real one. Uh, Thanks for the uplifting uh, news uh, alert. If I can tell another joke. (laughs) So uh, so I think she wants to run. She wants to push herself into vice president and the first female. That's that's my that's my prediction. Interesting. Uh, I, I wanted to get this information right. On March 19th, which is, what is this, Friday? Uh, it will be exactly eight years ago. It's the anniversary of the start of the war in Iraq. We Are Change Holland is uh, putting together a big uh, rally, a big demonstration in uh, The Hague. They're going to uh, uh, get uh, pissed off and throw shoes. And they promised me they would have a no agenda banner and shoes. Oh, that'd be great. We need a no agenda banner in some of these uh, and shoes. Some of these protests. Wooden, wooden shoes. I want to see wooden shoes flying, and I want to see the uh, expensive. I want to see. No, they're not. They're a dime a dozen. And I want to see the like the you know the the commons, the uh, the government commons in the background, and uh, and we'll proudly display that. We'll be very very proud to show that uh, the no agenda um, producers and listeners and Gitmo Nation lowlands are. Uh, Standing up. And these guys are all younger, of course. They're younger than you and I, John, so they can do that. I would, I would hope so. Yeah, really. I have one, a couple of clips from the uh, regarding the uh, situation in Japan that I think we need to play. One of them uh, is the most interesting one. There's a 
because it contains it's it's a woman from the Council on Foreign Relations oh, my on one of these talking head shows yakking away, and she gives out a new piece of information that I don't know if she was it was on the script if she was supposed to maybe she shouldn't have, but tell me if you could figure out uh, what it is that we haven't heard from anyone at all. Hysteria, thinking that every gulp of air they breathe is toxic, everything they eat will kill them, that the water is unsafe, and so on. And, you know, when you think about it in international terms, we've got people right here in New York City running out and buying iodine tablets, Mm -hmm. which is completely absurd and has absolutely, is totally unwarranted. So we have a, a balancing act right here on the home front. Now imagine you've had a tsunami, an earthquake, you've got the power plants, and by the way, bird flu in five different locations in the country. Oh, really? Oh, oops. Hey, no reading ahead on the prompter. Stupid That's bitch. supposed to be in two weeks. We're really, to say we're not that. ready for that yet. What are you doing giving that away? <laughs> so that is coming up. That's, uh, hey, J- hey, Japan. <laughs> you got your bird flu you got on your bird, the agenda. Your bird flu is coming up, everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, that'll be good because we got a jingle for you. Yeah, hold on. Oh. Oh, there it's it is. the no agenda swine flu minute. Got to change it to bird flu. Yeah. So, uh, but anyway, you don't think I perked <laughs> up when I heard that one? Get the recorder. I got to hear that again. That was outstanding. In five different locations, she actually says. Yeah. Wow. You've got the power plants, and by the way, bird flu in five different locations in the country. Let me consult the book of knowledge. Let's go to the Book of Knowledge. Bird flu in Japan. Five locations. Let me see. I, I got to see this. Hmm. You see anything? Uh, I'm not seeing anything. Bird flu warning. February 26th. Uh, bird flu warning February from ABC as the compromised uh, ABC News Network. Uh, early this month, five-year-old Cambodian girl. Nah, 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 nah. No, this is new. This is not yet. This is this is great information, John. Hey, that's that is the clip of the show. Uh, you win. Beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Would you like to do an acceptance speech? Uh, I, I, I'll, uh, I'll, uh, I would like to thank the No Agenda listeners for keeping, uh, keeping me. Uh, Listening to this garbage that's on television <laughs> that has, but it has a lot of secret information. And uh, thank you very much. It's just unbelievable. We are all so excited and so thankful for everybody. And like I say, thank you for everybody that has participated in this because it couldn't have been done without everybody. That's right. That's how your speech is supposed to be, John. I got to do that. Gotta, I got to work on that. You got to tune So up. I got another one, another kind of a f- funny one. This is only the introduction because <laughs> I was thinking about why, you know, we have the uh, Blackwater guys are doing all the work for the CIA in the field. So what are all the CIA guys actually doing? I mean, I don't think they're, are they working anymore? So here is from the National uh, Treasure, the, the, the uh, PBS News Hour. And this is just an introduction to a guy. And they're just, you know, I don't know why, but they have plenty of these guys on all the time to tell us what's going on. For more on this move by the Saudis and other Gulf states, we go to Kenneth Pollack, a former Persian Gulf military analyst at the CIA. He's now research director at the Saban Center of the Brookings Institution. And Mr. Pollack, <laughs> welcome. It's, it's, uh, it's incestuous is what it is. It's unbelievable. So I'm, every time I hear something like this, I'm always hearkening back to that book that we like to refer to, the the, the 
it's not Legacy of Ashes. It's the uh, Family of Secrets. Yeah, the Bush Book. The Bush Book. Because in there, they claim that Nixon was actually railroaded out of office by the CIA. Yeah, who were in the Brookings Institute. And and that's why he apparently then we have a clip that even though this wasn't in the book I think maybe what is it was in the book but it was a we have the clip that we played on the show before with John Dean completely baffled by the fact that Nixon wanted to burn down the Brookings Institute <laughs> yeah and he, said he, and he's the one who cut it off saying no no we can't burn down the Brookings Institute and he never explained why they wanted to in the first place this has got to be the reason that's hilarious it's, just, it's a CIA put, outfit. It must be. My goodness. Anyway, so uh, I, I, we're just trying to connect some dots here for people. Hey, this is going to be another Atlas V rocket launch from Vandenberg. Ooh. How many, and this is another one, the National Reconnaissance Office. Yeah, no, How much so money do, do these guys want to blow? I don't know. I mean, Atlas V, it's a huge rocket. That's the one you want to watch. They just did one. I know, but you got to go witness this thing. We got to find somebody at Vandenberg that can get us to that. There's an observation area to watch one of these atlases take off. This is supposed to be that, and I guess the Titan's even this better. Is, this is not a good idea. Like, yeah, why don't you guys just stand over here? <laughs> yeah, don't worry too much about stand, the smoke. Stand right here. <laughs> we'll I, be over here. Meanwhile, NASA comes out and says they're considering shooting space junk with lasers. You know, how many times do I have to tell you that there is an actual space war going on? It's just being covered up. And by the way, okay, I'm very concerned, John. Uh, I live up here uh, in the Hollywood Hills, the wrong side of the hills, I might add, by the 101 freeway, which <laughs> which at night I hear... The wrong side of the hill. It's, well, it's the wrong side of the hill. I can't afford the, the good side. You know, and you, Will you slide down? You hear big brrr, that's like the air brakes from the trucks at night, and you hear oh, like, yeah. those dick wads with their Harleys. It's like I'm living in Libya sometimes. Anyway, uh, but I'm a thousand feet up. And so uh, we're almost at the, you know, for people who know the area, Runyon Canyon is not far from us. That's where uh, everyone goes jogging and walking. And so it's like the highest point of the hills on this side, on the wrong side of the divide. Um, So I'm way up there. And so I'm basically looking at sky all the time. Dude. They have been, chem- uh, I mean, persistent jet contrailing. Dude. At night. At night. At night. And it's dissipating. It's creating these weird clouds. I'm concerned that something's going to happen. I'm just saying. Uh, I don't notice that it's calming you down. No, it's, no, no, no. Uh, I mean, I don't want to get caught. Maybe they're trying to kill you. No. Well, yes. I don't want to get all crackpot on you, but uh, I Why have. Why not? Okay. I have a feeling we're in for an earthquake, a pretty bad one here. I predicted the earthquake down there already. But I'm talking like in the next week or so because the the, the, the persistent jet contrails have become so persistent. And at what night, has the contrail got to do with earthquakes? Oh, well, because Uh-oh, here we go. they bounce harp off of that. Uh. It's a part of the system. Duh. <laughs> I see. All you do is you scoff at me. Oh, don't scoff me, bro. Okay, we're well, let me write it down. I'll I mean, I, 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 I don't want this to be a prediction. I'm just saying I'm very, very worried. I'm not. Very I worried. didn't mention this to Mickey because I'm like, you know, because you'll freak her. I out. will freak her out exactly. She's starting to believe. She's been living with you long enough now. She's starting to believe some of this stuff, huh? You, you've actually having an impact on it's her. It's undeniable when you look up at night. 
and this and I'm and you know, like five hundred feet above me, not twenty thousand feet, but five hundred feet above me is is a persistent jet contrail just floating down. You know what is that? What is Document. it? I don't know. It's something that they're dumping on you. There, maybe it's a, a spray a malathion for mosquitoes. Oh, thank is that you. Possible? Well, we don't have any mosquitoes, so that's there. Good. You have it. That could be it. <laughs> it's working. Oh, great. All right, you got some more clips here, man. It looks like good stuff. Roll it out for me. Well, let's take a couple out out of the. No, I got a long one, but it's it's an explanation. I think one of the best I've ever heard about what could possibly happen with these uh, the the nuclear material. Uh, and it was on, it was a guy's an atomic physicist, and he was very matter of fact. It's a little long, so I'd rather maybe play at the end of the show or. Now, let's play it now. It might be good. If it's boring, I'll interrupt it. Go. Facing a similar crisis in the United States, the evacuation zone would be default 10 miles. That's right. In Reactor 4, uh, what the NRC said specifically today um, in, in testimony, in verbal testimony, was that all the water in the number four reactor spent fuel pool is gone. Uh, if, if that has happened, if those fuel rods are in a dry pool, what, what happens to them? What happens there? Well, I'd just like to caution there's still some dispute over whether that's true, but just assuming it is, if the spent fuel is completely dry, then, um, then heat transfer is significantly reduced and, and heat up of the fuel would accelerate. This would cause fuel rods to expand, eventually to rupture, and first to release the gas that's already accumulated within uh, the spent fuel. And then uh, as the uranium pellets in the fuel continue to heat up, more and more radioactive material will be squeezed out of those pellets, uh, mostly in the form of cesium-137, which would be a gas at those temperatures. So uh, if the fuel pool's gone dry, then that would uh, be a very hard condition to reverse. Is there, at that point, a risk of fire or explosion? And do either of those matter at that point? Fire! Well, there would be uh, presumably a fire because the metal uh, cladding around the fuel rods, uh, which is zirconium, will actually start to burn once it reaches a, a certain ignition temperature. So there could be a zirconium-fed fire, which would only serve to increase the heat up of the rods and accelerate radioactive release. So what is he actually saying? Well, he's explaining what could happen because, you know, he, the thing, the irony to this whole event was that they shut down these reactors in, in, in advance of the tsunamis and took the fuel and, and put it in a safe place. This is like me around the house. I'm always putting stuff in a place where I won't forget where I left it. And then I can never remind, find it. It's just, it's very annoying, by the way. Well, they know where it is, don't they? Yeah, I'm just making a bad. It's a bad analogy yeah. now that but, I think about. But it's uh, at, at the end of the day. So we, what's going to happen is if these things, but they can't keep water on them, which is what they're trying to do. Right. They uh, they're going to uh, basically give off a bunch of cesium gas, and the gas is going to, which is highly radioactive, and it's just going to go dissipate in the atmosphere. But it's going to contaminate everything for about fifty miles. And anyway, he has a scenario, and it goes on and on. He says, "Actually, I, we can put a clip in the." But we're not going to die, are we? No, well, they, somebody in the plant will, but we're no. Right. It's got nothing to do with us. No. It's too far away. But there's not like, we're not going to have like a cloud floating over. You're not in L.A. You know, L.A. is the most alarmist. So you know, Mickey uh, went. Uh, it was a meeting with some actors, and they're like, "Hey, man, do you have your iodine tablets?" No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this is ludicrous. Yeah, but John, do you watch television? What the human resources watch? They're being terrorized. You, you, I love this. I love this headline. This this is from Reuters in in Europe. 
EU energy chief says Japan reactor out of control. And then in the article it says there's no panic yet. Uh, and, and it's uh, not the reactor; it's the, it's the no, pile no, of spent I know, fuel. I know, but it's just people are just talking crap. They're talking crap. So you want to hear more crap like that? Play this short clip from Joy Behar talking to your best friend. Oh no, Bill not Nye. not the science guy. Yeah, jeez. Oh, but people didn't quite take into account how powerful or sudden or dramatic a tsunami could be when you're there and so okay. it survived the earthquake but not the wave okay well thank you to you three people i mean w uh, bill you stay there because in the next segment i really want to hear about the uh the possibility of a meltdown and what it means to all of us to hear such a horrific information stay right there everybody. you're gonna die joy behar you you uh, will horrific. die we horrific. want to hear a horrific information horrific information did he have his wacky bow tie on yes because that really makes me feel like he knows what he's talking about <laughs> bow tie hey buddy check the calendar now, this is the guy that like passed out when he was giving his speech in front of some kids it's like passed out <laughs> like what i'm sorry <laughs> sorry passed out for a moment <laughs> unbelievable but this is this is what people are hearing and this is what people watch i know so many people like i really love uh, headline news because you know i get the whole world contained in 30 minutes and i'm up to date i know what's happening oh mm, we're gonna die it's 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 sad. So yeah, it's not great. It's totally not great. But what's really you know what? I saw fuel trucks overturned and breaking apart. That now that do you think that's going to be a problem? I think so. So anyway, Anderson, you know what? Here's here's how it works. As long as Anderson Cooper is there, you're safe. Yeah, you're no safe. Problem. Yeah. You're safe. And he's wearing a dosimeter, and he is Sanjay <laughs> Gupta, like talking about. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna die. That's, that's it. I think they should move him closer to the reactor. Yeah. You know, what? they got uh, Shep Smith is there too. Yeah. They have all these yeah. anchor guys. It yeah. can't be dangerous at all. They wouldn't. Those guys, the contract, they yeah. wouldn't. It's wouldn't the insurance purposes alone. Yeah, it's not going to happen. That is that is the only thing you need. In to fact, pay we somebody to. sent us a link to a real time uh, dose uh, radiation monitor, and I don't see this spiking at all. No, because it's not true. And there's difference between contamination and radiation. There's so, there's so many different things. So let's now let's change the topic. I do have a couple of Judge Napolitano clips. Okay, where he goes ballistic. Oh, nice. And, and I, he's funny he's, when he gets angry. He's great. This one here is the first one. I missed the beginning of it, but essentially he says that apparently in Baltimore they have a lot of cameras at different intersections, mm -hmm. and part of the process is that somebody has to, you know, when you get a ticket from a camera, somebody has to look at it to make sure that, you know, it was the, everything's right, the license plate's right. got to be right. You have to have been, you, there has to be some proof you actually committed this, this violation. Yes, horrible so fraud. So here's what he comes up with. The last few months. The law requires a human being to view the photographs to certify it, certify them. With Officer Fowler's signature on these documents, traffic court judges in Baltimore knew that the documents had been reviewed. The problem? Officer Fowler has been dead for the past seven months. <laughs> so who was reviewing these traffic citations and signing his name? The city claims it doesn't approve blanket tickets, and this was simple as a simple mistake. But who was signing these tickets? Someone forced Officer Fowler's name 2,000 times, and the city doesn't care. The city just wants money from the tickets. It doesn't care about forgery. It doesn't care about perjury. And it doesn't care or even know if these violations ever even occurred. Yeah, keep yelling, Judge. That's going to help a lot. That's really going to help. Duh.
dead Duh. cop signing Duh. these tickets. <laughs> and, of course, Baltimore, which is in Maryland, which is one of these horribly managed it's, it's states. Not, it's a zombie cop. It's not a it's dead a cop. It's a horrible place because they don't <laughs> let people take pictures of cops. You can't take, you know, cameras are not allowed. I mean, it's just a fascist little operation. And this is just a good example of how screwed up Maryland is. Maryland is off the list. I'm not moving there. We're not moving to Maryland. Not moving to Maryland. All right. Now Napolitano on Crowley. That looks hilarious. PJ Crowley, the spokeshole for Clinton. Yeah, not quite as funny as the other one, but but still a good rant. Former Assistant Secretary of State PJ Crowley had the courage to speak out against the brutal and unconstitutional treatment in a federal military prison of Private Bradley Manning, who allegedly leaked classified information to WikiLeaks. Manning WikiLeaks. has been forced to stand naked most of the day, and his sleep is constantly interrupted, even though he is innocent until proven guilty. But as a result of Secretary Crowley's candid and thoughtful comments to a group of college students, he was forced to resign. It's a tragedy when someone in government speaks out about the government abuse only to be forced out. This is proof still that the government simply wants unchecked power to treat its enemies any way it pleases without legal restraint or even criticism. You know, it's funny. um, Al Jazeera had an interview with uh, the guy who claims he turned Bradley Manning in. That he hacked into his uh, into his chat logs and uh, and the, and the guy is stoned, I mean literally just stoned on camera, and he's being real cagey. I mean, I, I didn't even pull a clip from it because I, I will put it in the show notes, of course. But it's like what? So it just gets weirder and weirder. Yeah, there's been a couple of stories I think in Wired about this guy, and it is getting weirder and weirder. Yeah, and yeah, and so now he's. You know, I, I say, hey, I don't know if this guy even exists, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's his dad is talking. Oh, there are people that know him. Yeah. So, I mean, he's known in the hacker community, this character. The, yeah, but uh, but Bradley Manning. <clears throat> oh, no, Bradley Manning, yeah, right. That's the one we don't, yeah, we don't, we've never yeah, Lots of people don't. coming out and saying, hey, it's uh, me. <clears throat> yeah, you know, I'm, I'm his dad, and oh, well, and either, either way, final, it's, it's not okay if this guy uh, literally is, uh, if what's happening to him is true, it's not okay. No. But I don't see a lot of outrage. No. And, and I, you know, uh, So there was a little outrage on the part of the right-wingers on Fox over Bill Maher's comments where he slammed the Koran uh, while interviewing Ellison, that guy who's the Muslim uh, congressperson from... Uh, the, one, the only Muslim who was crying? Minnesota, yeah. And he also gave congressional testimony in front of uh, the committee that was done by... I can't remember his name offhand, but I'll think of it in a second. And, and crying on the witness. Oh, crying, oh, dead... You know, he's about some dead Muslims that were in the 9-11 attack, and he was literally... Actually, uh, first responders. Uh, and that, Yeah, uh, first responders, and he was in tears over this. Yeah. And very, but he's obviously, obviously a very sensitive person. But meanwhile, he's done talking with Marr and says nothing when Marr just slams the Koran, and then the right-wingers say, if we had said any yeah, of this... it would have been horrible. Yeah. We would have been slamming, and apparently nobody at all cares that Mar. Oops, sorry. Go hit it. With a culture that is in its medieval era. Uh, it comes from a hate-filled holy book, the Koran, which is taken very literally by its people. Uh, they are trying to get nuclear weapons. I don't think Tim McVeigh would ever have tried <laughs> to get a nuclear weapon because I think right-wing nuts, they think they love this country. 
Really? So, Tim McVeigh? Really? <laughs> you had to go there. Tim McVeigh, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, that was kind of an interesting thud that never happened. Yeah, well, in all honesty, Bill Maher is again, you know, he slams all. And, and no, he is. He's a he's a he's an he's a uh, aggressive atheist. Yeah, and so he's uh, he's consistent. There's no question about that. And then the final clip I have is I thought was a commentary on the Simpsons show that I just thought was amusing because it's uh, it's a running commentary that that goes on the show with Lisa, who's the the do-gooder greenie that's in the family. Mom, your choice to go back to blue is so empowering. But you said going from blue to gray was empowering. Well, as a feminist, virtually anything a woman does is empowering. <gasps> is my job creating power empowering? No, it's oddly dehumanizing. <laughs> I just found it funny. Yeah. It's, that's a little humor for the people who wanted a joke in the show. So uh, just remember one thing. We're all going to die of radiation and uh, be very afraid. And that way you will submit to your real ID. Uh, You will support uh, the uh, Holocaust in uh, or the stopping of the Holocaust in Libya. And uh, so the world spins around one more time. You know, if they would just make the real ID a dosimeter, I think they'd have something. Yeah, I'd be (laughs) then I'd be wearing it. That would be awesome. Yeah. Oh, these guys don't understand anything. We would know how to do it, wouldn't we, John? Absolutely. I'd be taking lobbyist money left and right. <laughs> Come here, bitches. Uh, but we do need your support, so please consider helping us. Uh, Dvorak.org slash NA. Mr. Oil's Crude Oil Show is coming right up on the stream. No agenda stream.com. Coming to you from Gitmo Nation West, the People's Republic of Southern California, where it's uh, overcast, air quotes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, my name's Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, I'm John C. Dvorak. We will be here again Thursday for another outstanding show for you on No Agenda. Dvorak.org slash N-A It's just unbelievable. We are all so excited and so thankful for everybody and like I say, thank you for everybody that has participated in this because it couldn't have been done without everybody.